do it. God, it's a good intro. Yeah, it is. That song, is. the full full version, very good. Yeah, I couldn't do the six minutes. <laughs> yeah. Just a little much. We had to get to the point. I wanted the clapping, but I also wanted the chorus, so that's what I did. Uh, so I just cut it right there. Uh, welcome to the Clone Cast. Welcome to the Clone Cast. What we do here is we bullshit for 20 to 40 minutes. Um, usually about whatever's on our mind. And you're Tom. I'm Tom. I'm Adam. And then after we bullshit, <laughs> we get right on into that episode. In there. Uh, and today's episode, we are reviewing, because right now what we're doing here is, you see what we do, it's very creative. We watch and review the goddamn In Chronological Order Rebels show. And so today we are on to season one, episode six, Breaking Ranks. Oh, and they're still on Lothal, which is just <laughs> mind-boggling to me, but... <laughs> Lothal has got to be a very big planet. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll talk about it. Anyways, how you doing? What's going on here? How are you? Not too bad. We just did our Kenobi review. Yes. Part three. Very exciting stuff. So that should be up. If you're hearing this now, that's up. Oh, it's very good. It is a doozy. That episode um, hit you differently. Like, you you were, like, depressed for the first, like, three days after that thing. Yeah, it's... um. It was dark. Yeah. It was dark, but it was incredibly well done. Bleak. Very bleak. It's our boy. Yeah. That's our boy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, welcome to the Clone Cast. So uh, I don't know. What do we want to talk about here? I don't know. It's been a while since we've like talked about what's going on outside of Star Wars in the podcast. Yeah. Not much. Anything new? No. Yeah? No. Well, you went to Hot Comics the other day. Oh, You got some I tasty numbers. Comics. Yeah, I got some little treats. I got some treats. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Now, come on, get to it. We have lots of that. Nothing can make me change my mind. <laughs> You'll have to sell your speeder. I would like to see the baby. <laughs> Just can't get enough. Um, yeah, so collectible I quarter. Kind of bit since we did a collect. Did you go to Cedar Cliff recently? I have not been to Cedar Cliff. I was gonna go to Zeros on the way over here, but they don't open until twelve on Sunday. So, yeah, Zeros got to get his rest. You know, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's tough for him to He's get up feed, and feed that parrot. Yeah, he. I mean, the guy runs a successful Kiss cover band, so. <laughs> He's playing until all hours in the morning. He's rock and rolling all night and partying every day. Every day. Yes. Um, but yeah, I did go to Hot Comics. And normally, we Hot Comics is a fairly standard stop for the clone cast. Um, but they had some hot action. They had yeah. some good stuff. So they had a General Grievous Black series. Um, not the 50th anniversary Lucasfilm one, but the... I don't know. Which model is this? I don't. It's think. like the original Black Series one, so the red box. It's a good one. Yeah. Uh, so I, I picked that up for you. Yeah. Um, so Adam has acquired an original Black Series, Gr- Grievous. Yeah. Um, 
They look great. It's got he's got the cloth cape, and they actually sewed in pockets into the cape for his lightsabers to fit into. It's a fancy treat. Yeah. Um, there was two of them, and I passed. Um, I'm a Lego guy now. <laughs> I can't be bothered. You're welcome. Yes, but I did buy a five dollar knee nub and a Darth Vader. <laughs> So Which I took a picture of, and Knee Nub is holding up Vader right now. I just got Knee Nub literally just like point blank range holding a blaster <laughs> up to Vader. And his head's kind of cocked, so it it's like he looks very gangster. Yeah. I like it. Um, so, yeah, I got that there. Um, but, no, what I did do was I got the Mando N1 that just came out for Lego sets, and I have posted a picture of it. But uh, there was already a little stand for it uh, from China on Amazon, so I ordered that. And it's a it's a cool little I gotta stand. I got to get that. Because I cool. got the N1, but I don't have the stand yet. So Yeah, and this this stand, like, unlike the other ones that I've bought for, they're now including stickers. So you have your, uh, you know, you have your, uh, much like a UCS, you have the little stand for your minifigs. And, and then, then you also little... have a little plaque that yeah. says, like, Mando's N1 Starfighter. Um, so it's cool. Uh, it's, like... When it first got announced, I was like, only 412 pieces? Yeah, you were really hung up on that. That's really light, especially for, what, 60 bucks? Yeah. Seemed a little light to me. But when you put it together, it's actually fairly good size. Well, and the ship itself, like, in the show is meant to be, like, kind of pieced together. So it's, Yeah, and it's a sleek ship. It's not a bulky ship. So um, I think it's actually a pretty decent set. Yeah. Honestly, I, I, I really actually like it when it's all said and done. You get a Peli minifig. You get a BD droid minifig. Um, I have another Mando and Grogu. This Mando finally has a face. Yeah. They finally gave him a face on his head. Um, the thing I like about it, too, is, like, I've built Lego sets in the past, especially with ships. They're very symmetrical. Yeah. So, like, you'll build, like, one side of it, and then, like, you open up your next bag, and it's, like, you're building exactly the same thing just for the other side. Mm -hmm. So, like, but this, because it has, like, open engine bays and stuff, it looks like you're building, like, different things, even though they're the same. Yeah, you end up connecting. So a little them. less repetitive. Yeah. But I, I don't I actually think it's a decent size. Yeah, I like think so too. usually when you get a four hundred piece set, it's not that big. Um but yeah, it's it's you know, I mean I think it's still a little priced a little high. But I will say I'm not as offended by it as I initially was. Yeah. And what does it really matter if I'm offended by it? Because I'm a, like I said, I'm a Lego slut. And I immediately I was like, Oh, that came out today. I better go down there. <laughs> I walk in and I'm like, where is it? Where is it? And so I go over to the guy and I'm like, hey, where's the, do you, you sold out of the Mando N1s? He's like, no, just right behind you. And there's just a stack like six <laughs> feet high. <laughs> Andy was there, but he didn't see him at my mask on. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I was like, do I talk to Andy? Do I not talk to Andy? You got to talk to Andy. I don't know. Ben reached out to me the other, oh, really? like a couple of weeks ago. He was like. Hey, you should have me on the pod so people can actually put a voice with Ben because we mentioned him that one time. Is Ben <laughs> listening to the pod? <laughs> he listened to that one episode where we talked about Andy. So Ben is listening to the pod. Yeah. Fascinating. That'd be cool. Yeah. Good Ben's a creative guy. Yeah, he'd be fun to have on the pod. Oh, you want to talk about Legos? Ben is big. Ben was into Legos long before I was. Really? But he gets the like. Uh, oh God, Does he get like the Technics. He gets like the 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 special buildings that they put out each wave like lego city yeah like oh, like, like the boutique hotel yes, and stuff okay. exactly does so he have like a basement he where he's like, just got like a city set up he has a village put together so i did notice uh when i was there the other day there is like um you can buy roads they're like yeah, plate yep. blocks but they're roads yep 
That might be the next wave. <laughs> I mean, I'm building my skyline. If you'll notice there, I also built a Paris set. Yeah. Um, You're going to get I, some infrastructure to Tatooine. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get a Celine and Paris minifig. Yes. Um, be very exciting. Uh, so I got to do a custom build. So what I need is I need like a, uh, um, you know, maybe like a scarf. Um, I don't know. How would we, what would be the perfect there Celine and Perry minifig? There is some website where you can build your own minifigs and they'll send it to you. There we go. So, um, also, what's the hat? The little hat? You know, the beret? The beret. Yeah, I need a beret and I need like a little flag. And a baguette. Yeah, I need a baguette. A chibata. <laughs> um, as we all know, we are, uh, we have an open trade offer to Italy. Uh, we will trade you baguette <laughs> and you will return to France chibata. So um, that's the open trade offer. Oh, my little uh, Wolverine came. Do you see that there? Yeah. Hanging on the vehicle. Very cool stuff. Um, so, yeah. But, no, the Mando N1 set, I yeah, yeah, give it a thumbs up. Clonecast approved. Clonecast approved. Little pricey. But if you're looking for a Peli minifig, a BD minifig, and just kind of a cool uh, N1 sweet. starfighter, <laughs> yeah, you go ahead. You get that. Actually, I don't know if that was a Nubian. Um, well, it's Naboo, so... Yeah, but Nubian is like an actual like company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like the Lockheed Martin, <laughs> like Boeing. You know, <laughs> I have watched YouTube videos where they go into like deep, deep lore. Oh yeah, and they talk about there's like three or four actual like weapons manufacturers that are like building the ships and stuff. Sure, like yeah. if you dig deep enough, like yeah, there's a history in Star Wars of like the corporation that makes the X-wing. I think in Plagueis they go into some of the shipbuilders too because he go to Mosk has some yeah, dealings yep. with them. Like he's got his he's and got like, his hands in like every business venture in the galaxy. And like one so. of them is like very heavily headquartered on Corellia. The other one is like in some other shipbuilding planet. Yep. Yeah, the Corellian shipyards, the famous Corellian shipyards. Um, so what's next then? You already got the itch because you, you built that one. Yeah, I'm super horny today for, <laughs> uh, for a new Lego set. Um, I don't know. I really don't know what's next. I, I don't... still, like, as much as you bash it, that Landspeeder looks good. I, may, I would probably get the R2 before I got the Landspeeder. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. That would actually be on brand for the clone cast to build an R2. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised it's taken me so long. Multiple clone casting of us have built the R2. Um, Looks good. He gets a lightsaber out yeah. of his head. You'll know uh, the Fjord Rider. I know he did build that one, so he rode the Fjord. He rode the Fjord of Lego to a R2-D2. Uh, Selena Perry also rode that Fjord. Ride the Fjord. Um, so maybe it is not a... Yeah. Very well done, Tom. Great job. Well, especially um, with the uh, BD coming out, the BD UCS, or I don't know if it's technically UCS, but the... They don't consider those UCS if they're not a ship. Yeah. I think. Even like um, Tatooine. Yeah. Uh, it's considered a master builder series. <laughs> but it comes kind of like... But it, the BD and R2 come with plaques. Yeah. So it's misleading. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm just going off that really that Lego guy that I don't like, but I keep clicking his videos. Yeah. <laughs> it's real... He's a real stickler. But that BD, so if you're getting it that, you have to get the R2. Yeah, they kind of got to go together. Is there a BB-8 one? Do they yeah. make a BB-8? Yeah. They made a And G-Bot? you turn something on the side, and his lighter comes out and gives you a thumbs up. Oh, those Legos, they know what they're doing. <laughs> Man, Denmark rocks. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
All right. Uh, do you have any uh, exciting stuff from Collectible Corner? Or is, it, is the Grievous the big acquiring? Uh, is this the big merchandise for the week? Grievous was the big one. I got. I pre-ordered N one, so I got one of those. Oh, yeah, that showed up here. That showed up here. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. I went to Nerdin' Out because they had like a, a action figure exchange. Yeah. Um, and I walked in there, and it's just like, it would be basically if we felt like getting rid of all of this shit. We just we just bring a folding table in. Like slap a price tag on our figures and like people give you cash for them. Hmm. How often do they do that there? Uh, I think it's like once a quarter or so. Like so every three or four months. You go to Rochester every now and then, don't you? Uh, every once in a while, my dad lives down there. Okay, they do have a nerd in out yeah. Rochester. That's, that you that's where check the out. first one was. And there's also a hot comics in Jordan. Yeah, I did see that. Where is Jordan? Is I that on no 169 idea. South? I have no idea. Is that like going towards Mankato? It's in like the no man's land of Minnesota Jordan, that I've like never Minnesota. been to. Let's see. Jordan, Minnesota. I'm pulling it up now. Oh, they got a park in Jordan called Lagoon Park. That sounds nice. <laughs> Ooh, and they have a, a Nicolin Mansion bed and breakfast. Okay, yep. 169 South. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's just... South of the Renaissance Festival. Oh, okay. Not, not that, that far, far, actually. Yeah, I mean, uh, south of, Ka- of Chaska, Shakopee. The way that you were making it sound, I thought it was, like, down by Owatonna. Yeah, well, that's what, kind of what I thought. I mean, oh, yeah, it's before Lesur. It's before St. Peter. <laughs> it's before Mankato. Okay. Twin City Talk. Yeah, Twin City. This isn't, that's not Twin City. <laughs> <laughs> that's rural Minnesota talk. Um, um, but I did take a part. So that's quite a haul, though, for me to drive down to Jordan only to be disappointed. Right. When I have a hot comics literally five minutes from my house. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I did take a part. So I did. Get, I bought the used Rebel and Phantom or the used Ghost, Ghost and Phantom yeah. um, from Rebels. And I took that apart right away. And I wanted to put it together to, like, assess any missing pieces. Ah. So there's, like, one or two, but nothing too bad. But sure. It, that... They they do some crazy things with that build, like really? some stuff that I have not seen with other Star Wars ships, like ways that they make sure that like the like trap door stays shut and stuff. It's a really cool build. It is. It's smaller, but it's cool. It's really cool. I was impressed with it. I was like, oh, this is uh, pretty cool. The ship has like different like features and like compartments and stuff that you wouldn't. You I mean, necessarily... we literally couldn't find Chopper at first because he was hidden. Yeah, he was... <laughs> like you don't expect that level of like detail in like special features from yeah. a set like that. But big shout out to the Mando N one now, much like the Grievous ship, which I thought was also overpriced. Um, but they had that unique compartment for the lightsabers. There is a unique compartment in the Mando ship for his lightsaber and for his jetpack. Ooh. So, cuz I kept trying to fit him in the cockpit. I, I love compartments. And he wouldn't fit because of the jetpack. And then I was like, "Oh, wait a second. Look at here. They got this little <laughs> thing. It pops open. You put the jetpack in there and the lightsaber in there, the dark saber." <laughs> so that was cool. Um, you got anything else for old collectible corner there? That was pretty much it. I'm looking at Oh, I'm thinking about I'm looking at other Lego sets and stuff that I need to build and I I have that sand crawler that's just been sitting there. So I think I'm going to take that apart and put it back together. Yeah, shout out to the Athorian historian who did build the sand crawler recently. And the sail barge. That thing yeah. looked amazing. No, wait. Yeah, he built the sail barge. I don't know if has he built the sand crawler? Yeah, he built the sand crawler, didn't he? I think so. Yeah. That's part of his Tatooine uh Tatooine uh, setup, setup that he's got going there. Man, that guy in Vermont, he's got a whole attic <laughs> dedicated to Tatooine <laughs> on Lego sets. Um, 
Okay, he did send us some things. Should we listen to him quick? Yes. Okay, so these are more of his little creations. He goes into his laboratory and comes out with these things and emails them to us. So here's the first one. Alright, so this says you too, if you're not familiar. He really likes leading into these things. Like, we need 20 seconds of the song before we get to. Alright, I think it's coming. The droids you're looking for. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. The droids we're looking for. <laughs> alright, alright. So that was good. That was a good one. Um,. The one I was going to do this week was the Greedo Shuffle instead of Lido Shuffle. Oh, but yeah. then he was like, oh, I did that in that uh, the, the end of the Clone Wars thing that he sent Oh, in. that's right. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. It's already been done. He's beating me to the punch. <laughs> All right, here's the other one. Oh, my God. You big OMC fan? That's a song. Great song. Here we come. Is that a Naboo Starfighter? <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, thank you, Thorian Astorian, the producer of the podcast. Let's ruin some more songs. I think that's the goal. We're going to ruin so many fucking songs. So if you're out there and you want to ruin a song with us, you send that bad boy in. Clonecastpod at gmail.com. We got songs to ruin. Yeah, we do. How many songs are there out there in the universe? A lot. Millions. Let's ruin them all. <laughs> we can do it. At least We can at least ruin the entire top 10 from the last 20 years. Yeah, I think that's Every a, single year. Let's try to ruin every fucking goal. song. What song should I ruin this week? Pick a fucking popular song and I'll figure out a way to ruin it. Pick a Beatles song. A Beatles song? Yeah. Ooh, okay. Pick a Beatles song for me. Hello Goodbye. Hello, you, you want me to ruin Hello Goodbye? I know you're partial to that one. All right, I'll 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 try to figure out a way to ruin Hello Goodbye using Star Wars sound effects. Authorian Historian, this is not an invite for you to make one. You can ruin a different Beatles song. I think it'll be easier than you think once you like actually start thinking about it. Uh, I'll have to play it today. Yeah, yeah. we'll work on that. Um, we may have an upset in the brewing. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Thank you, Yoda. Thank you, Chewbacca. there. <laughs> <laughs> the clone cast, clone cast, a nova tweet of a week. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Garrick is on a streak. Garrick has been dominating. He even beat a clone tweeter last week. <laughs> um, but he was all set to win this week. And then Sam Porg came flying through. <laughs> um, so let's just, we'll read a couple of Garrick's. Um, also one from Carrie Fisher on the September 19th, 2009. She just said gay. Um, <laughs> so happy Pride Month. <laughs> um, but, so, um, Garrick had a lot of heavy hitters this week. Um, there was one that said, I think dudes should kiss other dudes on screen in Star Wars, <laughs> which was funny. <laughs> Um, it's been 18 years since Nelly's over and over featuring Tim McGraw terrorized the nation and we swore never again. Um, let's see. I don't go feral. Sorry. I'm always in control. I'm built different, I guess. 
But this one, this was the best Garrett tweet of the week for me. He he reached 1,000 followers on Twitter. So he goes, thank you for 1,000 follows. Here's a photo of a 1968 Oldsmobile Cutlass. <laughs> and it's just this rusted out Cutlass just shooting exhaust everywhere. And I thought that was just great. And that was going to be the tweet of the week. But Garrick has been dethroned because this one just tickled me. Um, so Sam Porg uh, did a quote tweet on, now this cat is just like buried in its owner's ass. Like the owner is laying face down on their bed and the cat is just like snuck into their ass. They're wearing boxes, but just like kind of like buried their head in their ass. Um, and it said, <laughs> Sam Porg says, the fandom menace receiving Star Wars opinions from a YouTube grifter. <laughs> And I was like, that just hits for me right now. That's perfect. With with the with the whole uh, you know the situation with Kenobi and some of these grifters just getting mad over nothing. Yep, as they do. That was a home run hitter. So Garrick has his work cut out for him. We have a new champion on the Clone Castanova Twitter tweet 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 whatever of the week. Tweet of the week. The tweet of the week. Sam Porg, Fennec Sam, coming in strong. Oh, that's awesome. And so the dyad with Mo. New gin my stardust. Gira can't get all of them. Oh, I think he can. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, the guy can tweet. He is a natural. He is a natural. Um, yes. So Garrick is a natural, but Sam Porg pulling that upset. That's why they play the game. Yeah. You only. It's not fun if he wins every week. Yeah. Got to play those games. It's like when you go out a football game, you know, and you got, you know, you got the team that's four and ten versus the team that's trying to wrap up the division title. And, the, you know, why even play the game? Because the team that's 4-10, every now and then they win. That's what makes sports fun. Fun! Uh, yeah, so Sam Porg is our champion for this week. So, nice. very exciting. Congratulations. Um, Garrick, don't feel bad. You you had some good ones. But it's just this This is a very timely... Oh, Soka farted. Um, Soka, why? <laughs> okay. Uh, what else do we do here? I don't even know what else. We didn't we even... Do. So, last week, we didn't even talk about uh, some of the... The celebration announcements. Do you there have a list? A, there wasn't a, a whole lot, but we did get uh, we got a sneak peek of season three of Mando and the Ahsoka series. Yes, we did. That's going to be very exciting. So I know we're only like six episodes into Rebels, but were you excited to see that we're getting like a live action Hera? Yeah, and also because I'm very excited for possibly getting a ghost uh, Lego set that isn't $18,000 if I want a brand new <laughs> one. You know? Uh, Andor is going to be really cool. I was hyped for that. We Star Wars Jedi Survivor is coming out, which yep. is a Fallen Order uh, sequel. Um, let's see. there. What is that show? Tales of the Jedi. Now, that's something yes. that I'm really looking forward to. Um, Qui-Gon, uh, Liam Neeson is coming back for some stories. Um, and also his son is playing young Qui-Gon. Interesting. And you know who else is coming back in Tales of the Jedi? The Hollow Man himself, Count Dooku. Yes. We're um, getting a light side Dooku. Yes, light side Dooku. Um, there's that Skeleton Crew show with Jude Law. Yeah. Uh, which could be interesting. Um, there's a lot of stuff that they announced, but I am super hyped for Tales of the Jedi. Tales um, of the Jedi looks great. And obviously, I mentioned last episode, Bad Batch Season 2. I can't wait for Bad Batch Season 2. That's coming out fall of this year? Yeah, it's actually going to overlap briefly with Andor. Interesting. Which is going to really just make us busy we're, boys. We're back to three episodes yeah. <laughs> a week. Yeah, and Mo did mention, like, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, uh, we have a uh, Andor, um, a Mexican lead actor. Yep. 
who's being overshadowed. They're not giving him the full spotlight because they're interse- they've never intersected the Star Wars shows. That's, and this is the one they've chose to intersect it with. It's very strange. weird that they're doing that. I don't know why they would do that or why they would do that to us. Because, God damn it, I don't want to do three episodes a week. They can't. Like, it's very tough to do three a week. I don't understand we'll why do they it. don't space them out a little bit. Yeah. But anyways... Um, I don't know. Andor looks really great. I think Andor is going to be really cool. They did announce a Lego set, if you saw that. Yeah, I An Andor Lego set. It's like, it looks kind of like a gunship, uh, but it's like an yep. imperial version of the gunship, so it's pretty cool. Um, Do you think we're going to get Saw in Andor? Come! Yeah, I do. <laughs> I think we'll get... Come! We got to get Saw. Oh! <laughs> we got... Come! <laughs> <laughs> If 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 that's all he does, I think I'd be like, that was fucking worth yeah, it. Yeah, just come pay, pay Forrest Whitaker whatever he needs. By the way, when we do this, come in the studio, we are doing the hand motion with it. <laughs> My child, come come. <laughs> the greatest fucking great film. Time to rewatch that bad boy. Oof. Um, that's so. That's the other thing because they showed a couple of shots of like boardrooms in the trailer. God, I, if we could get Krennic and Saw in the Andor series, oh, I'm yeah. going to be pleased as Christmas punch. Would be great. Yeah. Um, definitely going to be some cool Rogue One nuggets in that yep. series, for sure. Um, oh, yeah, and Baby Ahsoka is in Tales of the Jedi as yes! well, which yeah. would be very interesting. Um, so, you know what that means. Plo Koon. Yep. Probably showing up in that one. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of cool fucking stuff that got announced. It was a ton. Um there's that I mentioned, I think, in the first Kenobi review, there's a High Republic Kids show coming out. Yep. Which, I don't care if it's for kids, I'm watching that. Yep. Ooh, maybe Avar Chris will show up. <laughs> Do you think Avar Chris will show up? She might. Oh, and we did mention Hera. And- Skylight rockets in flight. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cool shit there. I just love the fact that they're like, at this point with Star Wars, they're like, fuck it, let's just try a bunch of stuff, see what works. Yeah. There's a Willows thing coming out. Yeah, I saw that. So they're dropping like other Lucasfilm stuff yep. at Celebration, uh, fucking Indiana Jones, yep. the new one. Um, <laughs> I don't... How old is Harrison at this point? I think 75, something like that. Man, he's going to be whipping around, man. Yeah. Hey, I'll Well, apparently it. that was part of the negotiation for him to redo Han Solo was like... Apparently, in the negotiations, he's like, fine, I'll be Han Solo, but I want to play Indiana Jones one more time. And they were like, all right. Seriously? Uh, that's what I heard. I don't know if it's true or not. Who's more iconic, Han Solo or Indiana Jones? Ooh, that's a tough one. Han Solo. This is a Star Wars podcast. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But I think uh, I think for Harrison Ford, I mean, Han Solo is not the most iconic character in Star Wars for me. Correct. Indiana Jones is. I feel like Indi- Indiana the Jones series. Indiana Jones is more. Broad. Indiana Jones. <laughs> Indiana Jones is more. That's, that's your wish dot com. Indiana Jones. <laughs> Indiana Jones Black Series action figure. <laughs> His hat is just like a different shade of burgundy. <laughs> Instead of a whip, he's got a grappling hook. I just feel like he's got more uh, broad appeal than yeah. Star Wars. He does. A lot of uh, jocks are turned off right away by Star Wars. So, okay, fair enough. Um, I do like Indiana Jones. Great I films. love Indiana Jones. Yeah, and Except no, no the, Shia LaBeouf in the next yeah. one. 
They really killed that off. Are they going to pretend Kingdom of the Crystal Skull just never happened? I hope so. Is that the plan? <laughs> I think so. I don't know. When he was swinging through that jungle with those monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty dumb. Yeah. And they had, didn't they have like fire ants go nuts? Yep. All right. Um, that was the big gross out scene. Do, 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 do. I don't know. When that comes out, we'll do a review of it. That'd be fun. Yeah. Do, do, do. We got to mix it up a bit. Any excuse to just play the fucking Indiana Jones theme song, I think. John Williams. Oh, John Williams rocks. Yeah. Man, John Williams is like my sixth favorite band all time. <laughs> I love John Williams. <laughs> um, all righty then. Uh, should we do the time warp? Yes. Let's do it. It's the time warp, yeah. Whoa, whoa. She's Bop, 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 chibata bread. Oh, you hit it perfectly this week. Right you on did, you didn't slow us down. Okay, so Breaking Ranks Season 1, Episode 6, aired on Disney XD on November 3rd, 2014. Um, not much to report on the Time Warp because it's still Megan Trainer all about that base. All about that base. Only one more week of it. Okay. But then it's Shake It Off again. Oh, okay. So we might have to do more because we've already played Shake It Off, too. Even that's a great fucking song. I've been liking Clocast Recommends. Maybe we'll just fucking change the whole thing. <laughs> Maybe we'll just say, hey. I mean, I really like the Time Warp drop, though. It's a classic. It's yeah. one of the... It's. I think it's... Is that our first drop? Maybe. I think it is. Thorian Historian. <laughs> producer. Let us know. Um, but yeah, so November 3rd, 2014. All about that bass. And... Uh, is still the number one oh, movie. still Huichi? Yeah, Huichi. <laughs> I've been thinking about I, that part. Actually, made me guffaw when I listened back <laughs> to the episode. Your reaction was very pure. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stupid word that they, it doesn't make any fucking sense. If anybody can explain that word to me, by all means, it makes no. I don't understand how it became Ouija. O u i j a became Ouija. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. Ouija. I love that. I love the like crazy religious people that are like no that that thing's evil yeah you can't bring that into my house and it's like it's made by parker <laughs> brothers <laughs> like it's got it's, milton bradley on the side. manufactured in like in yeah. massachusetts somewhere like it's, what are you talking about it's a piece of fucking cardboard <laughs> yeah. and like a cheap little fucking magnifying glass like yeah. <laughs> i have always thought that's like crazy it's satanic. It has a barcode on yeah. it. <laughs> Those are the same people that, like, if you try to watch Harry Potter in their house, will try to, like, take the DVD out and burn it in the fireplace. <laughs> yeah. Because there's witches and wizards. <laughs> like, ooh. Oh, Jehovah's you Witnesses, man, they're wild. You don't want to mess around with the occult. There's one, there's one group that would not listen to the clone cast, and that is Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> because it's, like, strictly against their religion to engage in any sci-fi fantasy type shit. Uh, okay. So we can rip on them all we want. <laughs> Like we can just we can just throw shade at Jehovah's Witnesses all day, and I I won't have to edit a fucking thing. Um, so yeah, so what we're gonna do though is since it's the same shit, we're gonna do Clone Cast recommend. So uh, I got a song that all I'm right. gonna play, and Adam has a song that I have not heard yet, so it's gonna be a surprise for me. It's gonna be a surprise for you. Uh, Adam has not heard my song yet, so it's a surprise for him, and it's a surprise for you. Everybody's getting surprises here on the Time Warp. Let's take a listen to my song. Now this song I initially saw heard. Uh, I probably maybe had heard it at some point in my life, but it caught my ear when I was watching Batman and Harley Quinn animated movie, and they went into this bar, and 
Min and Mitt, I think, or Min and Max or something. They're, they're two twin henchmen, and they're actually like singing this song in the bar. It's like it's like the villain's bar, I guess. <laughs> not my favorite Batman anime movie. There's some great Batman anime movies, but this is not my favorite. But this fucking song hits, and I know it hits for you, so let's take a listen. You ready? Go for your love, homie, baby. God, This is Don't Pull Your Love Out. So yeah, Don't Pull Your Love Out by uh, a group by the name of Hamilton, Joe Frank, and Reynolds. Um, so yeah, this is, uh, um, I remember, I think this is one I sent to you. Yeah, but you sent it to me right after I had, like, for whatever reason, like, Bree and I were sending it back and forth. What? It was one of those weird coincidences oh. where I had been listening to it when you had sent it. That's weird, wild, wacky yeah. stuff. Was Bree watching the Batman and Harley Quinn animated film? <laughs> yeah. Is that what happened? Yep. Is that where it all came together? Um, okay, it's a good one, though. I would highly recommend it. Um Obviously, we're talking over the glory that is this song, but it fucking slaps. If, like, late 60s, early 70s love pop is your thing, this is it, baby. Well, and we should... This is it. We should plug... The Authorian Historian did put together a Spotify Clonecast playlist. Yeah, I've tweeted it out before. I'll tweet it out today. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll tweet it back out. The Authorian Historian has been meticulously documenting all the songs that we pirate on this (laughs) show. He's the official Clonecast archivist. (laughs) You can look at it two ways. He's either a super fan or he's insane or both. (laughs) Um, before we get to your song, though, I do have to do this. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I have so double apologies. Sorry. Um, Please accept. Okay. So, uh, last week when you played your song, I got very excited. Yeah. I got very excited. Um, and now the band is called the Monroes. Yeah. But I was in such a tizzy that I called them Mike and the Miracles. <laughs> <laughs> And first of all, I the thought, band... I thought you were so excited you were just shouting words into yeah. the microphone. Well, I think that's basically what <laughs> yeah. I was doing. You had just said the Monroes, too, but I was still like... Yeah, yeah. It was in my ears. Um, so I have to apologize to the Monroes, uh, because they are not Mike and the Miracles, and I also have to apologize to Mike and the Mechanics. <laughs> because Mike and the Miracles, that's probably like a cover band in Tampa. I don't yeah. know who the fuck that is. They're probably a doo-wop cover band. Um, so that's my apology for the week. Um, it's been a while since I've had to apologize to anyone. So. Hey, hey, you know, there we're you accountable here on the clone cast for sure. We're accountable. We know we're not perfect. Um, okay, Adam, do you have anything that you want to tell us about your song before we jump into it? Yeah. So setup was, I, uh, I was reminded of the song because there's a movie that features it and there's part of that. Uh, it's a basic a montage of people singing along to songs, and there's a Carpenters song that kind of kicks off the mm-hmm. montage, and so I was showing Bree that clip, but then as it goes on, it ends with this song that you're about to play. Am I going to recognize it? And I was immediately like, oh my god, I got to look this up, and so why don't you go ahead and play it? Okay. Oh! 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 I've listened to it at least a hundred times <laughs> in the last three days. Oh, that's some good horns. Promesa, tú, Whoa! Tú, 
Oh, just wait. What movie was just this? Just wait. You might recognize it. You gotta wait until the chorus kicks in. I want more horns. Oh, bring those horns back. Those horns immediately got me horny. And as soon as it started going, I was like, wait a minute. Is this because Linda Ronstadt did that whole Spanish album? Yeah. And I was like, is this Linda? And then I looked it up and it wasn't. God, but it's good. Here it comes. Right after this. You'll, you'll recognize it. Horns, horns, Here horns. Oh, here it comes. Oh. oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! yeah! This is fucking great. <laughs> hey. Oh. Do you wow. Have, do you have any idea what movie no, I'm talking I about? No, I just really liked it immediately. <laughs> as soon as, as soon as I heard those horns, I was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Oh. So it's from... So All right, let me pot it down. Yeah, pot it down a little bit. All right, what is it? It's from Tommy Boy. What? Do you remember when they're like, they bond over singing Superstar, the Carpenter song? Yeah. Because they're like, you can turn it off if you want to. He's like, I'm good if you are. And then they both end up like singing the song and crying. Yeah. That's what like made me start watching that clip. But then it ends with this. Wow. And they're both like belting this thing out. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I don't remember that. Oh. oh. But it's from, uh, I don't know any other songs by this band. It's, a, uh, I think, a Spanish band called Mosedades. Oh. It's a Eurovision song. Oh, it is a Eurovision yeah. song. Eurovision is a very, that's a, some sneaky songs on that Eurovision contest. I don't know how Eurovision did not like make the jump across the Atlantic. Yeah, where's America Vision? Well, like I would watch Eurovision too. I just don't yeah. know why it hasn't become popular over here cuz there's some great songs that come out of that's that. That's how thing. ABBA got their break. Yes. Waterloo won Eurovision song contest. It's a fuck this is a banger. <laughs> <laughs> so are they from Spain? I think so. Portugal? Is this Spanish or Portuguese? Spanish. Okay. Yeah. There is a difference. In Fuego, in the, it's something like you're the fire in my bonfire or something like that. Okay. There's a line in here that translates to like you're the water in my fountain. Yeah. You're the fire in my bonfire. Shout out to our European listeners. Um, you'll know El Davio. Um, we got Mini Mando. Uh, Celine, Celine and Perry. And Perry. Sending your favorite Eurovision songs for us to sample. Oh, my God. I guarantee both of us will be obsessed. Yes. If you have any Eurovision like uh, bangers that didn't sneak their way over to the United States, send them in. Clonecastpod at gmail.com. I guarantee we will be obsessed with <laughs> I love European pop music. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> so good. I know. We really don't belong in this country. Do you remember when, we don't. We when go Robin like, hit the scene? From yes. like Sweden? Yes. There was no reason I should have liked her, and I adored her yeah. music. Um, yeah, let's uh yeah. So any European listeners, um uh the ones that are known to us, the ones that are not known to us, send them in. Clonecastbot at gmail.com. It, Italy, this is your chance. <laughs> that trade offer is still on the table, by the way. Chibata, you send us Chibata, we're representing France. We're the ambassadors to Italy. We return Baguette. <laughs> That's the deal. Because we want to present Celine 
with a plaque that says official chibata <laughs> France. Okay. Um wow, that was a good one. Good. I'm uh, glad. I was like on the fence on if you were no. really going to like that one or if you're going to be like Dude, I don't get it. Um the horns immediately I thought it was going to be a cover of Love in Vain by Bob Dylan. Oh yeah, yeah. When you I listen, hear that. Yeah, when you let's let's just but I immediately was like these horns Oh, they're talking to me. Let's take a <laughs> listen. Let's listen to these horns one more time. Whoa! Horns! All right. Um, good choice. Yeah, good job. Uh, should we get into the episode? Yes, please. All right, let's do it. Oh, yeah. You'd make quite a cadet. Oh, um, I might have to change that. <laughs> I might have to switch that up. I mean, I was—I think a few weeks ago, I was like, I think we'll just do Street Kids for a second intro every episode. But I don't know. <laughs> I might have to change it. Oh! This I, is definitely going to be the name of the episode. I guarantee you're going to be listening to this all week. <laughs> should I actually, for the clone cast, should I do a count on the number of times I listen to it? Yes. Okay. Yes. And you then need we'll to. cover it. Now, full disclosure, this is Sunday, so I'm going to stop the count next Sunday. Okay. One week. One week. Yep. One week. We'll see how many times I can listen to this song. And then we should also. But it's going to be completely. I'm not going to force it. If sh- I only listen to it 20 times, I'm only going to listen to it 20 times. We should also like keep a sub count of how many other Euro songs you look up because of this song. Yes. <laughs> well, I I would love for you'll know Celine and Perry, El Davio. Like, uh, we have many out Mandos out there. Um, if I'm forgetting any European listeners, I'm sorry. But uh, oh, hey, is Australia participate? I don't know. That's a good question. That seems like something they'd be like, well, leave the Americans out, but we'll invite the Australians. So if Zet Yukasa, or if Zet, if you have any interesting down under, like uh, song contests with some bangers that you think we should know about, let us know. Yeah. Like the ARIA, the Australian Recording Industry of Australia, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what sure. the fuck. Yeah, whatever. Um, the biggest Australian hit besides. There me. was, I clicked on a, just on my, because I go on Wikipedia and I get lost. Um, I was looking at like Australian Idol winners yeah, yeah, for yeah. some reason. So there's stuff out there that we have never I heard, know. and I'm interested. I feel like the biggest crossovers from Australia has been like Men at Work. Yes, and then the other big one is Big Country. Yes, the song Big Country by the band Big Country. And yeah. you know what album that's off of? Big Country. Big Country. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a triple Big Country. <laughs> I was listening to like an old episode. I can't remember why, but our show is really dumb, by the way. And um, I think the song I played for the intro was Born to be Wild. Yeah. It's from the Mortis arc when they had the scooter. Yes. And I said, yes. I, you're like, I don't know. This song, it's like the song you hear once and you're like, yeah, and then you never want to hear it again. I said uh, the dumbest line, I think, in the history of the Clone Cast is you have to make sure to limit yourself to four Born to be Wilds a year. <laughs> No more, no less. You can only listen to board. It's only enjoyable four times a year. 
That's your born to be wild enjoyment ratio. If you go high, you don't enjoy it anymore. Just, if you go low, you you overrate it. I I think it's been over it's oversaturated the market. I'm thankful for that though, because it used to be in like every other movie, and now it's like I haven't seen it in a movie forever. So sure. Um. Oh, or oh, the Philippines, Eloise, Twin Sons. Oh yeah. If you got any bangers out there that we may not have heard, send them over. Yes, please. we want all the songs. <laughs> Fuck, we could have a whole segment like Clone Castanovas around the globe playing some of their some of their hits. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Clone Castanovas recommend. Yeah. If we're doing a Clone Cast recommends, Clone Castanova could send in a song choice. Oh. I think people, uh, they understand how odd our taste is oh, from yeah. listening to this as long as they we're, we're eclectic. Send us anything that you think bangs, you yeah. know? Send it to us. We'll probably like it. Yeah. Um. Oh, and Depressed Kenobi, you could send in something because you live in the Republic of Texas, which is just a whole nother world <laughs> itself. I don't know what the fuck's going on down there. Just kidding. Sorry, Depressed Kenobi. Ah, oh, man. We've got, we've got faithful listeners down there in this oasis. They're stuck in this oasis of weirdness. You know, they're in their, like, metro mecca. You mean this yeah. oasis of freedom. Yeah. In Tejas. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Clone Castanovas, if you got any bangers. Even if you're in America, send in those bangers. Send them our way. Yeah. This is a radio. This is a top 40 radio show now. <laughs> you know, this is mixed. I can't this wait. Is, I can't wait. To this see is you. Jack FM now. I cannot wait to see how weird it gets. Because like my taste runs the gambit from like that Eurovision song to like normal like Bruce Spring- Springsteen Prince songs to like Mandy Patinkin singing like cardboard cup, like some <laughs> weird, obscure Broadway tune. Uh, Mandy Patinkin is an actor, right? Yes. Yeah. He was, um, he was, what's his face? He's in, a hell of a singer though. Yeah. Um, he was, uh, what's his face in, uh, Princess and the Bride? What's his name? Yeah. Diego Montoya. Yep. Yeah. He, he killed in, my father. Yeah. He was in Homeland, but yeah. he does like a lot of if stuff you on see Broadway. It, if you only saw him in Princess and the Bride and then in Homeland, you had no idea it's the same guy. Yep. I didn't know that it was the same guy at first. Yep. Yeah. So. He also, he was like, he was, I think he was in the first run of, uh, Avita. He was in, uh, oh, oh. he was in Avita with Patti Lapone. What's your favorite Avita song? Oh, Don't God. Cry it's, For Me, Argentina. Of course, oh. but I need to revisit it. I haven't seen that in forever. Oh, send in show tunes, too. And then he was also the star of, I think he was in Sunday in the Park with George, um, which I've never seen, but I've heard is incredible. Yeah. Uh, just for our taste, though, for reference, I think both of us probably, well, you would probably say ELO uh, is your favorite band. Other than like Beatles. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, we're probably both, if guns to our head, you got to pick a band. I think we're both saying the Beatles. Yeah. Um, and Garrick, shame on you for, uh, one of Garrick's tweets today was, <laughs> it was, remember that week a few months ago where we all had to pretend to like the Beatles? <laughs> <laughs> I think he means when Get Back came out. Yes. Um, but no, I, I legitimately do love the yeah. Beatles. Um, and you do too. Yep. But that being said, like if you went through my Spotify like songs, you won't find a single Beatles song. Yeah, me too. Yeah, just, no, I mean, if I want to listen to Beatles, I'll go click them and I'll listen to them once every couple months. Yep. I'm not listening to them daily. But it's it's absurd. Like one of my top played songs a few years ago was a Five Night at Freddy's song. <laughs> uh, it's what is it called? It's Just a Bite or Take a Bite. Yeah. Um, it's like a song about the Five Night at Freddy's video game. Um, and it was one of my top played songs. Yeah. It was actually a TikTok trend, I think, for a while, too. Yeah, I think so. I lost it long ago. You're my little well, that's how I started, baby. 
baby. So I started listening to that Rasputin song, Whoa. and that was like my top played song for like oh, a month. If you got any Boney M bangers, <laughs> when you sent that to me, I was like, oh, they got more. <laughs> Their cover of No Women No Cry fucking slaps. Yeah. Oh, that bass line, baby. Move over, Bob Marley. <laughs> you remember Super Punch Out? Remember that game? Yeah, of course. Remember Bob Charlie? Yeah. Yeah, that, you know, whoa. Oh, and then, you know, he was, the, he was like a Jamaican boxer yeah. guy, and he did the, oh, oh, anyways. I only could make it past, like, the King Hippo guy. I got like, really high when next. I was 19, and I beat that fucking game. <laughs> I, I, the only one, I beat Super Punch-Out, but I never beat Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Yep. Mike Tyson's Punch-Out was, uh, Super In- Punch-Out was the Super Nintendo one, but then Mike Tyson's Punch-Out was the original NES one. That was incredibly hard. Mike Tyson's insane in that game. Yeah. But once you get the pattern down, the problem I ran into when I was trying when I was good at punch out, my controllers were old and weathered. Yeah. Um and so like you have to be like pinpoint perfect when you're dodging Mike. Yep. Because he does like these quick uppercuts and stuff and one hit takes away like all your life or it knocks you out. I mean it's like a coin flip. So I my controllers were just too too raggedy to beat Mike. Yeah. I was I was at a disadvantage before the bell even rang. Great game. It's a great game. Um, also, um, there is a regular Punch-Out that's not sponsored by Mike Tyson. Um, so they have Mr. Dream. He's just a he's just a reskin of the Mike Tyson sure. character. Yeah. Um, uh, anyways, this show sucks and it's stupid. <laughs> um <laughs> Sorry. We always are like, all right, let's get into the episode, and then we talk about nothing for another 10 minutes. I even thought at the beginning of this thing, I was like, we might get it in under two hours this time. If we get moving, we still could. All right, let's go. We still could. I just want... Hold on one second. Hold on. Oh, fuck. Where is it? Oh, fuck. We might have to fucking... We might have to pause this. I'm just kidding. I found it. Hold on. Hold on. I think I found it. There it is. Yeah! Eurovision rocks! I've created a monster. I love Eurovision. Cerveza! Saying cerveza? I'm having a cerveza. Did I tell you about that time I wanted to learn how to speak Spanish and I downloaded like an app? No. uh -uh. Yeah, I learned a few words. Like like a few years ago when I was feeling, uh, I don't know, not horribly depressed and like felt like I wanted to expand, you yeah. know, and like become a uh, more well-rounded human being. I decided I wanted to learn Spanish. One yeah, year. we all go through those spurts. Yeah, I should get back on that spurt. Um, gato. Um, I, I think that is gato cat. Yeah. Okay, I got. I yeah, remember that one. Um, what's the dog though? Is I uh, uh, pero pero. Yeah. 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 I had Sadie at the time. I was like pero. I'd always walk La up pero. there. Yeah. Pero. Yeah. Um, Spanish, that'd be a wise language to learn, though. I always, I mean, you, if you're able to learn, like, Spanish, it opens up, like, various career doors. Yeah, of course. You get paid, like, instantly more if you're fluent in a second language. I tell you what, this would be fun for the show. <laughs> we learn Spanish and yes! record two different episodes. Yes. You know, we wanted <laughs> Il No to do the entire episode in Norwegian. Yeah. That would have been wild. <laughs> um... Imagine if we do, like, a Spanish bonus episode. Oh, God, that'd be great. Oh, and we could watch whatever we're reviewing. We could watch in Spanish. stumbling our way through a podcast trying to come up with words. Oh, just have Google Translator up at all times. 
Just long pauses and not saying anything. I always hated Spanish because I hated Spanish because in uh, elementary school, I had one Spanish class. I started a Spanish class in fourth grade. Mm -hmm. And then after fourth grade, I transferred to a private school because my parents moved. I think we've talked about this. I'm sure we have. And the teacher at the private school, all of those kids had been having Spanish since first grade. And the teacher did not want to, like, slow things yep. down for, like, one kid in the school. Yeah. So I was completely turned off by it. And I was like, fuck that. I'm not learning another language. Yeah. But then I, like, when I started working at Old Country Buffet, I b- befriended everyone in the back of the house. Yep. Who, like, barely spoke English. Yeah. And we were able to, like, have conversations and, like, become friends even though we didn't talk. Yeah. And, like, I learned all of the bad words from them. Oh, that's But I was fun. like... Well, maybe I should like fill in some of that with actual grammar. Well, when you're grammar. a sixth grader in a language class, like, I hope they tell us the swear words. Yeah. You know, it's just like an obsession with kids. But then like, in high school, it wasn't required, so I didn't take it in high school. But then when I was in college, I needed to take it. That's a wild language. that you didn't have a language requirement. I know. Man, that Invergrove School District. I don't know. And my that. high school had three different languages you could take French, German, or Spanish. But okay. then in college, I had to take a language, so I was like, yeah, I'll take Spanish. German is a very aggressive language. Yes, it is. Ein! <laughs> <laughs> Guten Tag! That means I'm good. <laughs> I, I think I mentioned I took Japanese in high school. Yes, you did. Because I followed a girl I had a crush on in there. <laughs> and then I walk in day one to surprise her, and she tells me she's transferring out, and it's her only day in the class. And then I try to transfer out, and they're like, well, Tom, Spanish filled up, and we can't adjust your schedule properly, so you're going to have to take it. What language did she end up taking? Probably Spanish or French. <laughs> I think the three options we had, there were Spanish, French, and Japanese. Japanese. And there was like eight people in the Japanese class, and it was me, like a junior, trying to meet my one-year requirement, and then like a bunch of freshmen. So I like was the king of the little <laughs> cohort in there, and they just like looked to me to do dumb things. Oh. Um, yeah, should we talk about the episode, though? Yes. All right. Center yourself. We got to talk about this episode. This is pretty exciting. This episode is called Breaking Ranks, Season 1, Episode 6, aired on November 3rd, 2014, and remember using the Disney XD air date. So, without further ado, let's talk Rebel. I mean, wait. Oh, oh, look at it. Yada-da. I'm seriously going to talk about the show. Okay, so we are at, uh, we start off on an Imperial base on Lothal. Um, we're, are, it's the entire show on Lothal. Can you tell me that? It's, it's featured prominently. <laughs> they have to have like a massive, <laughs> they have to have a massive bounty on their heads. It's got to be wild. Um, so, uh, we have a couple young cadets and it's really, cr- these, they've got helmets on. They got like the training stormtrooper helmets on, uh, but they look to be, I don't know, 12 to 14. Yeah. Pretty young kids. Adolescent age. Yep. And so, uh, they're being, uh, trained in, they're being tested to become stormtroopers. <laughs> it's crazy to me that to become a stormtrooper, you have to pass all these rigorous tests and it's like, they can't hit the broad sign of a barn. <laughs> yeah, they can't hit anything. Um, but uh, the officers running the test are the Jogenfruit guy, yeah. the big barrel-chested Jogenfruit guy by the name of Grint. Yeah. Grint. Our favorite fat and skinny officers. Yes. And his commanding officers, Commandant Oresco, who's yep. a Weasley-looking guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's a, he looks like uh, Dracula in uh, Hotel Transylvania. Yeah. 
He looks like he could be an Umbaran. He's got the long face. Yeah, if you put him on Umbara enough, he'd probably, you know, he'd become a little, you know, he'd look very Umbaran. Um, it was cool seeing, like, an Imperial base, like, facility. functioning. Yeah. Because you get some camera pans of, like, inside the hangar with the yeah. the DPs. It's cool. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a very large base that they got there. So there's cadets going through training. Um, they're literally, like, 14-year-olds max. Um and, you know, uh, the Commandant Oresco gives a speech, blah, blah, blah. They all line up. They're going to be doing some tests today. Um, after the speech, Ezra takes off his helmet. Well, I should say that one of the cadets takes off their helmet. It's Ezra. Um, Ezra is undercover uh, here. And we get our, our Rebels logo and we go into our first scene here. So our first scene is going to be Ezra after they got a talking to by the officers. And he's going to be speaking with his fellow Hitler youth. Um, <laughs> and let's take a listen. And hope! Oh, this is actually the whole thing. Squad LRC-077 for your inspection, sir. Cadets, you enter this facility as children. And in a few short weeks, you will leave as soldiers. By the time Insane. you complete your training, you will be prepared to serve your emperor. Today, we will test your strength and resolve. Are you ready to become stormtroopers? Sir, yes, sir! At ease. So yeah, they take off the helmet here and it reveals old Ezra Bridger there. I'm gonna fast forward a little Dev. Hey, Dev. Dev. What? Dev Morgan, you in there? Dev Morgan oh, is yeah. Ezra, by the way. Dev Morgan's in here, alright. That's me. Wow. You must really be feeling the pressure. Sorry, Jai. Who's under pressure? Not the guy who's won every assessment. Yeah, but today I can taste victory. You said that yesterday. And went hungry. <laughs> oh, it's test time. You are descending into the well and must climb out with all deliberate speed. Okay, so they're going into like this testing area. In Imperial headquarters. Those who lose will be serving Taskmaster Grit and wish they'd stayed yeah. at the bottom. So, like, the top three in this contest get to hang out in, like, the base <laughs> and, like, I don't know, do, do like, gopher work, I yeah. guess. Um, but then if you come in the bottom, there's six of them. If you come in the bottom three, you have to hang out with fucking Jogenfurt Grint. <laughs> and he's probably going to have you wash in the latrines. Yep. Um, so... Uh, now this 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 well that they're going into, uh, it reminded me. You know, we mentioned last week about he gave me those Star Trek toys. It looks like a hollow deck kind it of. It does, yeah. Only it's very. It's like I would say it's two hundred feet deep, very deep. Yep. Um, it's kind of like the danger room in X Men. It also reminded me of tests that we got from the box. Do you remember that episode of yeah. Clone Wars? Yeah, with the Racco Hardys subplot. We hated that episode. <laughs> Everybody's like, you hate it? Yeah. It, it sucked. It served no purpose. And the only arc. thing I was excited about was the Athorian with the hat, and they killed and him. he was the first one to go. <laughs> he, he didn't even get in the box. I know. Terrible. But yeah, it's the like the same principle. It looks like a video game. I've played an Assassin's Creed level that's like exactly this. I, I like It hit me as a holodeck or the Danger Room, if you yeah. remember the Danger Room yep. from the X-Men animated series. Um, there's not... It has, like, one function, Joe, though, when they go down there. So, like, these platforms come out of the walls, and you got to scale the platforms as they traverse across the, the well, or whatever they call it, and you got to get to the top and escape the well. Um, 
eventually. Uh, so that's what happens. The moving platforms start coming up. Uh, Commandant Oresko's like, failure is not acceptable. This empire has no use for weakness. Um, and as they're, like, scaling things, he hits a button and electricity starts coming out. <laughs> shocks one <laughs> of the shocks, kids. Like, and I'm telling you right now, this is, like, 200 feet. If you fall, you're going to die. It's nuts. But it's out of nowhere. He yeah. like pulls up the thing, hits a button, and a kid just gets electrified. Yeah. And as falls if off. this isn't a hard enough task. It's literally like running a Mega Man level. Yeah. Like, it's like, I got to jump here. This one's going to disappear. Then I got to jump here. Right. Perfect timing. They're fucking like 12 years old. Yeah. And he's shocking them to boot. Yeah. It reminded me of the elect man stage on Mega Man one. <laughs> oh, you want to talk about great songs. <laughs> oh, baby. The elect man stage. That is fucking music here. I'll, I'll plug it in, but we're going to take a quick gander here. Sorry, am I am I getting off track? No. I gotta I gotta play that again. Oh, here we go. Now this is the uh, Alec Man stage that you'll be hearing here. Let's take a still loading up. Okay, he's selecting it. Here we go. Whoa! That's a song. <laughs> now the thing with this stage is it's a very difficult stage in Mega Man One. When I was a kid, though, I loved this song so much that I would just select it. And I would just sit there, and I would not move. Yeah. And I would just listen to this on repeat. I love this song. Anyways. There are certain DuckTales levels I did the same thing with. The moon? Yeah. Oh, let's listen to the moon. <laughs> let's listen to it. <clears throat> that was in one of my... Uh... Oh. Yeah, <laughs> Charles. It's so good. Listen to it. <laughs> The moon! Here it comes! Here it comes! Ooh. Oh, oh, you're jumping around on your cane? Yeah. That's great. Uh, have you heard the new moon when they remastered it? No! Oh, you gotta hear the new moon quick. Uh, here we go. It's... it... Fuck you, Ad! <laughs> Come on, Ad! You're ruining the show! What is this? How many ads? You really need an ad blocker. It's Dave Bautista. He's streaming. Here we go. Get it! It's so good. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's talk about this. Though. Yes. Hi, Fullcast recommends the moon <laughs> <laughs> and Elect Man stage for Mega Man One. You can find some good orchestral versions of that. Mega Man Soccer had a version of the Elect Man theme. It slaps. Okay. Oh, yeah, so there's, like, moving platforms. They decide to electrocute the kids. Some kids fall. They somehow survive. There's, what, six of them? Six cadets? Yeah, there's six of them, and there's three good six ones and three eight. fascists. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> as we find out. But uh, Morgan, Ezra, Jai, who's Ezra's friend Who that has he's kind a of haircut with. exactly like Justin Bieber at the yeah. time. He's Bieber boy. And Leonis are the three that win this initial challenge. Uh, and... Uh, Oresco, Commandant Oresco's like, oh, this was an easy one. It's going to be tougher, you know? Um, he says the next trial will be a great challenge. And I'm saying the thing is like, I would not get off of platform number one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Do you know how absurd this would be? Yeah. It's it's inhuman. It's it's impossible. There's no way an adult stormtrooper could complete this course. No! They would they would fuck the whole thing up. Yeah. Impossible. Um. So we get to the hallway, and they're walking back to their bunks, um, and they pass a an astromech that's painted black. <laughs> I almost used painted black by the Rolling Stones. 
because it's it's Chopper. Yep. Chopper, they just put a coat of black paint yep. on him, and he's like, he's he's moon, he's like undercover here. So um, he's, he's working <clears throat> vice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hard times. Um, Ezra kind of signals, does a little signal to him, like a tap, and Leonidas, you see him kind of notice it. Um, so we see Chopper go outside, and he notifies Sabine and Zeb. He like blinks his light at them, and so Sabine and Zeb are like hanging out. At the Imperial compound, just like off in the outskirts, kind of like hiding and hanging out and vibing. Um, so our next clip is going to be after they get the message from Chopper, uh, Sabine pages into Hera and Kanan, who are on the ghost. Spectrified to ghost. Looks like the kid passed the first test. He's inside Imperial HQ. Roger, Spectre 5. Ghost standing by. We've been standing by for weeks. I'm sick of this. You're worried about Ezra. I'm not worried about the kid. I'm worried about the op. What were we thinking, putting him undercover? What were we thinking? This was your idea. He's just not ready. And if he gets caught... He hasn't gotten caught so far. The minute he gets that decoder, Zeb yanks him out of there. Uh, that's the plan. I should have done this myself. Oh, yeah. You'd make quite a cadet. Okay, so... Uh, I, I I adore Hera. Yeah, she's great. She's the best. <laughs> Don't get me off track. Skyrockets in flight. Oh, afternoon delight. I'm glad that Kanan actually gives a shit about Ezra this week. Um, yeah. So maybe Ezra has finally earned Kanan's respect. Because uh, last week was problematic at best. It's it's interesting. Like I don't know how much time elapses between each episode, but yeah. it seems like it's like months. Yeah, because just the relationships are that much stronger. Yeah, like Kanan is like kind of you know he's very concerned yeah. having Ezra behind enemy lines like this. Um, so, um, we get to Ezra and he's kind of just walking around the hallway and he runs into our good friend Callus. Callus is. Callus is heading to his office, and Ezra's like, hey, I got your data pad for you. You want me to bring it to your office? He's like, no, give it to me now. Um, so he hands it to Callus, but Callus is not in his office, and Ezra quickly heads to Callus's office, and we're going to figure out why he's there. So his plan is to go into Callus's office and steal a decoder. Um, so he, he plugs in his little USB dongle into the fucking Callus's computer, steals this decoder device, and heads out for the door. So as soon as he opens the doors, though, there is another cadet standing there, and it's Leonis, uh, one of the three winners from earlier in the day. Um, and so our next clip is going to be Ezra and Leonis chatting it up, and then another page. Once again, we've m mentioned before, this moves fast. Yeah, it moves so fast. Um, but And then also another clip is going to be Hera and Kanan with Sabine paging them. So let's take a listen to this double clip. What do you think you're doing? Get on with it, guys. Come on. Hey, get out of there. I figured it would be something like this. It's not what you think. I think this device has a built-in sensor, which would trigger that. You try walking out with this thing, the whole facility goes on lockdown. It's a thermal detonator above Wait, the door. are yeah. you trying to help me? You really want to discuss this here and now? Mm, not so much. 
They plug the decoder back into the computer and leave because it would have set off the detonator. Spectre 5 to Ghost. Something went wrong. The kid didn't get the device and he didn't come out. Copy that, Spectre 5. Give him one more day. This decoder better be worth the risk. What's the alternative? Do you want to stop that Kyber shipment or not? You know what the Empire could do with that crystal. Nothing good. So we give Ezra one more day. Okay, so they're tracking a Kyber shipment, and they need this decoder to locate this shipment of Kyber. Now, Kyber crystals, obviously, are what's used to make lightsabers, um, but they also have, like, a highly concentrated energy that can be manipulated to make weapons of mass destruction, most famously the Death Star. Yeah. Uh, the Death Star is built off of Kyber. Yeah, so they, like, channel a massive <clears throat> amount of energy into a focused point. Yep. Yep. Thanks a lot, Galen Urso. <laughs> Just kidding. He did his best to stall the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good guy. He redeemed himself. Yeah, yeah. He did. He left a little hole where you could just shoot a rocket in there. <laughs> <laughs> shoot a torpedo in this hole and the whole thing blows up. Um, Yeah. So um, that's what's going on there. So Ezra and Leonis, though, um, we quickly uh, come to understand that Leonis is also has ulterior motives there. He's not too interested in becoming a stormtrooper. So, um, later that night, Ezra and Leonis are in the bunk area and they sneak off into a private area to have a little conversation where they discuss what the hell's going on here. So let's take a listen. What do you need that decoder for? My friends need it to stop an Imperial shipment. How'd you know about the sensors? From my sister, Dara. She was the star cadet in this place. She knew the entire Imperial complex backwards and forwards. What happened to her? Well, they told us she ran off, but I don't believe it. What were you doing breaking into Callus's office? That's a great way to get shot. Long story, but I need that decoder. And I could use a partner who knows his way around. What's in it for me? Do you really need a reason to mess with the Empire? No, I don't. Good. We have to finish in the top three tomorrow if we're gonna get back inside Imperial HQ. Then let's do it. I'm Zare, by the way. Zare Leonis. And you're Dev, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's me. Not not dropping the full name there. Ezra's not that comfortable. Nope. Probably a good choice. Yeah. Probably a good choice. Um, so Ezra does have a friend now on the inside, though. I would think that the Empire has cameras in every room. It is weird that they're able to, like, have that conversation. Yeah, or maybe Callus has some, you know, curried some favor that he's got no cameras in there. Yeah. So he can, like, crank his hog at his desk or something that like that. True. I don't know. You know, that would be embarrassing if that video got out. Um, but, yeah, so Leonis and Ezra are going to be teaming up. Um, to cause havoc for the Empire here at their Lothal base. I love how, like, they put them through this rigorous test, and it's like, oh, you you were in the top three, so you get to walk around. Yeah. You know, like, you hand people data pads. Yep. Like, you get, to, you, you get to be an, an administrative assistant for the say, day. Your reward <laughs> is being an unpaid intern. <laughs> your reward is being an unpaid intern, yeah. yeah. Congratulations, Gopher. Um, so... The next day, we head back to the danger room, the well, whatever the fuck, the holodeck, whatever you want to call it, uh, the Mega Man level. And the the challenge is the same, but it's changed. It's It's gone to, like, the next level of difficulty. This is like the Pong ball starts moving faster. Yeah. Um, so this time, there's these little, like, uh, little, like, red circular, I don't know, buttons. Sensors. Sensors on the the platforms and you have to shoot the targets. They give you a blaster. You have to shoot the targets to activate them. So not only are you having to like time your jumps and stuff, but you're also having to time your shots, hit it 
and then have you know activate the other panels and jump to the next panel. So this is this is like absurd. If if stormtroopers were actually this competent, the Empire would never have seen a down day. Yeah, like, it would have been complete galactic dominance. Um, I don't. Something must happen like after they complete training. You know, like <laughs> Palpatine is just obsessed with the way that like the the costumes look or something. The <laughs> yeah, uniforms it's... are just like they're highly impractical. Like they just make you incompetent. I guess. Like that guy in A New Hope when the fucking door goes up and he hits his head. <laughs> I, it's insane, though, that this is like the Stormtrooper training. Yeah. Like this has got to be like the elite death squad or something. Not even the Bad Bash could pass this goddamn thing. It would be tough. I think they could. Yeah, probably. Probably not. Uh, I don't know. Could Tech? I mean, Tech would probably just hack the thing. Yeah. And he would just line them up as steps and yeah. say, hey, with his iPad. Echo. Echo would probably just jam. <laughs> e- I hit the mic. Uh, Echo would probably just jam his screwdriver in the wall and just climb. <laughs> Hunter, I think, could do it. Yeah. I think I could see Hunter doing it. Uh, I'm just excited for that second season. Crosshair would just plug in like a grappling hook and just shoot in, climb out. Uh, Wrecker, he's scared of heights. That is true. He would probably just break through at the base and just dig his way out or something. I Okay, this is... Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> I don't think we needed a breakdown of every single Bad Batch member, but <laughs> yeah. you got it. Um, Omega would just hop on Wrecker's back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Wrecker! You know? Oh, I miss Omega. It's going to be great. great. It's going to be fun. Second season. I love that show. I do, too. I think I'm going to rewatch that. That's a good idea. Yeah. That first episode fucking yep. slaps, man. Okay. But yeah, so you got to shoot these targets to activate the panels. Um, now, as you remember, Leonis has to come in in the top three because him and Ezra are teaming up, and they need to get back on the inside. Otherwise, they're going to be working the latrines with Grint. <laughs> Probably not handing him Jogan fruits either. Um, so they're they're traversing the course, and Ezra obviously Jedi Padawan is going to. I mean, this is right up his alley. He's good at this. Um, but there is a uh, another one. That is ahead of um, Ezra. And, no, not ahead of Ezra. Ahead of Leonis. Leonis is currently in fourth. In third is Jai as they're tr- as they're running up here. So Ezra actually betrays Jai so Leonis can catch up. He just pushes. He pushes Jai off and Jai lands on a lower and ends up coming in fourth. Yeah. Jai's the Bieber head one. Yeah. He's the little Bieber boy. Um, so Ezra pushes Jai off a platform. Leonis, Leonis ends up coming in third. In third, what am I talking about? Um, and afterwards, Jai's like, "Well, thanks a lot, Ezra." And he's like, "I did what I had to do," and he's like, "I'll remember that." But that's the thing is, like, the commander instantly is like, "That's the right idea." Like, we there's no room for friendship and war. It's like, what is the strategic advantage of getting them to hate each other? Yeah. What's the strategic advantage in a battle to, like, throw your friend in the line of enemy fire? I thought the whole point of a, like, army Stupid. or a military was, like, using everyone together to, like, win. I don't get it. I do not understand it. It makes no sense that he would be like, oh, that was good. Yeah. Makes no sense. Yeah. But then later on, when they help each other, when he's helping people, he, he's not, like, he's not saying, like, he's not being like, hey, why are you helping them? Yes. It's completely, you know, it doesn't track. This is like, this is less like a, like, army training training thing and like, than it is a sales symposium where it's like, there's no room for friendship. Yes. You got to step on that guy's throat before he steps on yours. Yeah. It's like, I'm used to that in corporate sales, yeah. not in the military. <laughs> it's odd. 
It's an odd choice. Uh, Commandant Oresco and Jogan Guy Grint, probably not the best officers yeah. in the Empire. I have a feeling that they're going to be recurring characters, and they're probably going to be inept on some level. <laughs> yes. I just get the vibe from them that they're going to be like running into walls, um, you know, accidentally singeing themselves with blasters, yep. that sort of thing. Um, so our next clip is going to be Ezra and Leona sneaking around um, in the facilities now that they've come in the top three. <laughs> That was the wrong button again. I'm not good at the buttons today. Okay, that's actually the entire clip. Now, I just want to draw... That was a door opening and closing. It is an appearance, a brief cameo appearance from Conch Gal. (laughs) She's back, and she is looking mighty fine. She has the conch on. She's got like a light blue uniform, a light blue gray uniform. Great color scheme. Great color scheme. It really shows off her eyes. It really shows off her like she's got a little bit of the hair hanging down. Oh, conch gal. Wispy, wispy hair. Ooh, she is something else. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I just wanted to play that. So conch gal sighting. Just let it be known that was conch gal and you heard her walking out there. So I saved that clip specifically for that. Yeah, it was a great appearance. Uh, Ezra and Leonis actually sneak into Conchgal's office, and um, they're going to... This is how they've decided to uh, defeat the little booby trap set up in Callus's office. They're going to go... Ezra's going in the vents, as you do, as you do in Star Wars. Is there an episode of this without vents so far? Was there vents last episode? I can't remember. No. Okay. There's rooftops. Oh, that's I think right. if you don't get vents, you're definitely getting rooftops. Yep. Um, was there rooftops last week? Yeah, there had yeah. yeah, there was rooftops. Um wait a second. No, there wasn't a rooftop. There wasn't a rooftop last up. That was two episodes ago. Oh. Last episode was like a giant docking bay. That's right. And a um a platform. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? There was a uh, turbo lift. Uh, oh, okay. Maybe that's what I'm yeah. thinking. Um but yeah, so they sneak into her office, and Ezra's going to go into the vents, sneak over to Callus's room while Leonis distracts him, and he's going to steal that decoder and then sneak back over so he doesn't trigger the alarm. So he uh, goes in the vents, goes across the hall to Callus's room. Leonis uh, knocks on the door and says, "Hey, Callus, uh, whatever, fuck, uh, your shit has come." <laughs> he said that there's a <laughs> shipment of pod, pod racer parts. parts. Yeah. And Callus naturally is like, what the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, so Callus gets up, goes to the door, and is like, what, what the hell are you talking about? This is a mistake. Leonis continues to just tap dance and distract him. Ezra, right behind, is actually opens up the vent and uses the force to pull it up. Now, very slow for pulling a USB dongle. Like, if that's a regular Jedi, it's like, yep! You know, it's like immediate. <laughs> like, it's light speed you're grabbing that thing. Ezra's still learning here. Yep. Um, but he does get... Um, he does get the decoder while Leonis is distracting Callus. Um, then Callus is like, get the hell out of here. And Leonis leaves in kind. Um, so when Ezra's sneaking back, though, he goes over another room where he overhears uh, Commandant Oresco. And Oresco is chatting with the Grand Inquisitor on a hollow. And he overhears um, that Morgan, him, and Kel, which is Jai, his friend, have been identified as meeting the special criteria for the Grand Inquisitor. Now, we know what that means, Force-sensitive. They think they may be Force-sensitive. They're too good. They're too good at what they do. Um, the Inquisitor's like, okay, I'll be coming in tomorrow to test them myself, and if they you know, show me something, I'm going to take them into custody. So I think this is probably what happened to Leonis' sister, is what I'm assuming. 
She showed Force abilities. Grand Inquisitor came in. She's probably going to be one of those, you know, an Inquisitor sister. Wonder what number Maybe. she'll be. Yeah. Who knows? That's something that we might see down the line. Um, so um, Chopper gets a message from Ezra. We don't see it, but he brings the message, and then we see it. He brings it to Sabine and Zeb, and then Sabine is going to page in to the ghost. And that is going to be our next clip. Spectre 5 to ghost. Sending coordinates for Imperial Jump Room. If you leave now, you should still be able to intercept. Coordinates received. We're heading out. Good work, Spectre 5. And you too, Spectre 6. Uh, Spectre 6 isn't with us. What? Where is he? Spectre 5, repeat, where's Spectre 6? Kanan, we're out of range. All we can do now is complete the mission and get back as soon as possible. Okay, so Kanan clears three up, but like he literally hears that he's screaming that as they're jumping into hyperspace. Yes. So they're like immediately out of range. Um now the message, uh I forgot to include it there. A uh, chopper plays a little hollow message for them. And it's just as they're saying, like, hey, I gotta help this kid out. Like he doesn't want Jai being taken in by the Grand Inquisitor. Yep. He wants to help Jai out, and he's like he is there's like a heartfelt moment in there where he's like, I guess I've been hanging out with you guys too long. Like it's not it it Ezra saying it's no longer about me. He's starting to become a more altruistic person. Yeah, he's off that street rat shit. Yep. Now he's got. He's thinking of the collective as opposed to just like yeah. survival of the fittest. Yeah. He's not fighting to survive anymore. He's now surviving to fight. You see what happens when you belong to a community? Yeah. Yeah. Community. Not such a bad thing, yeah. is it? It's fine. I I enjoy the community, but I also am a bit of a private person, too. You can have both. Mm -hmm. It's okay. You mm -hmm. don't have to be the guy out there slapping everybody on the back, waving people into a parking lot, like, hey, park here for the community event. You don't got to be that guy. Yeah. You can be a part of a community, and you can be a quiet guy. Exactly. This is stupid. All right. <laughs> <laughs> quiet guy, community guy. This episode's weird. Um, <laughs> so, um, at this point... They're back in the bunks, and as we know, Jai is actually upset at Ezra right now. He's the other one that is Force-sensitive or suspected to be. So Ezra's going to have to convince him to go along with the plan so he can save his ass. Because he did just get pushed off of the platform by Ezra. Ezra. And yeah. he's like, I'll remember that, you know. Um, so they're in the bunk that night, and Ezra kind of shakes Jai awake, and he brings him over into a, uh, I don't know, like a storage room where Leonis also is, and they're going to chat him up about the plan. They're going to try to get him on board. Also in this clip is going to be Kanan and Hera. Out, they drop out of their jump, and there's three Imperial freighters there. So they're hiding the Kyber in one of those three ships. So they have to determine where the Kyber is. And what's the best way to locate a Kyber crystal when you're a Jedi? Ah, uh, sense it. Sense it. So it's going to be our next clip, doubling those up. Uh -huh. Shh, come with me. Jai, trust me, please. Jai didn't want to go with him at first. Who could blame him? He almost pushed him to his death. And that's why you need to come with us and leave tomorrow. No, no way. This is just another dirty trick. You're trying to get me busted out of the academy. Uh, yeah, but not the way you think. Yeah. The Inquisitor... Please, I don't believe this Inquisitor exists. And even if he does, then maybe it's a good thing. The Inquisitor trains me. I get a top rank in the Empire. Kel, you got a family. Uh, it's just me and my mother. And how would she feel if she never saw you again? My sister disappeared from this place, and I'm betting it was the Inquisitor who took her away. So unless you're ready to say bye to mom forever... 
We're playing okay. with the UCS starters right while this simple. clip goes on, by the, the way. The three of us have to win tomorrow's challenge. Not so simple. How's that gonna get us out of here? Because it gets us inside that walker. Oh boy. So, like, the prize for winning tomorrow is going into an ATD What does this button do? <laughs> Kanan, there are three ships. And we'll only get one shot at this. The Kyber Crystal resonates with the Force. What's in the middle ship? You sure? I'm sure. It's always nice to have a Jedi in hand. Yeah. Always good to have a Jedi. Come in handy. So, right after that, Kanan is actually, he's not even on the bridge of the ghost. He's actually in the Phantom. And he hops, he undocks. We get to see it undock. Oh, I love it. And so, a bunch of TIE fighters deploy at this point. Uh, We get back to the danger room. Um... And they're all climbing, but this Oleg character, um, the one that came in third yesterday, he is doing pretty well. Um, and it looks like he um, he's about to... Sh- they got their guns out again, set to stun. But he, he's about to take a shot at Jai to slow Jai down and guarantee himself a top three finish. And Ezra jumps in front and saves Jai and falls and ends up... Bar- he, he almost catches up, but he comes in fourth. Um, I got to tell you, this danger room test, stupid. <laughs> it's like the same thing, slightly different yeah. every day. I, I hate this test. I think, <laughs> like, can't you run them through a jungle gym or something? Like, Be a you, lot more useful. Yeah. Like, they're really, these stormtroopers, the only thing they're good at is the only thing that they train, and that's climbing out of pits. <laughs> so if you've ever got a bunch of stormtroopers, like, in a pit that's 200 feet deep, you're fucked. Anything else, though, they're terrible. They can't do anything because that's all they do for training, apparently. Um, but yeah, so Ezra comes in fourth, and they're like, well, shit, you were supposed to be in the thing with us. This fucks everything up. And he's like, just follow the plan. I'll take care of it. Um, we get back to Kanan, and the plan is for the Phantom to distract the TIE fighters so Hera is able to attack. So his whole deal is to distract those TIE fighters, get them on his tail, which he does successfully. Um, we get back after this, after the TIE Fighters jump onto Kanan, we get back to the Imperial base on Lothal, and we see Chopper just randomly throwing a charge on one of the ATDPs, just like on its leg. Chaos agent. He is a chaos agent. Oh, by the way, gotta kill. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, he's back at it. Um, so, um, we go in, Leonis and Jai are in the ATDP at this point with like the pilot, and they're like, hey, what's going on here? Oleg is also in there because he came in third. And, you know, the pilot's, like, telling him, oh, this button does this. This button does this. And you see Leona sneak his rifle off from, it's, like, it's tucked on the side of his chair. He grabs it, and he, for some reason, I don't know why he doesn't use it, but he passes it to Jai. So Jai has the rifle. Um, it's at this point that the charge that Chopper planted goes off and takes out an ATDP. Now, this is, like, an outside area of the platform. Like, they're in a big hangar bay, and then outside there's this, like, giant platform area. Um, so they're like, we're under attack. Um, and all chaos starts breaking loose. Um, inside the ATDP, um, Jai stuns the pilot, shoots him point blank range with a stun. Pilot was like actually trying to educate these yeah. kids too. <laughs> this guy was like the nice fascist. Like, <laughs> you know, he's not saying anything really. Like, Maybe your kid should be in school or something. He's totally going along with the whole, yeah. like, let's train 14 year old. Yeah. But He's a nice instructor. He's like, this button does this, this button. He's like really excited to tell people about his buttons, you know? Yes. 
Um, but so Jai stuns the ATDP pilot, takes him out. Oleg immediately, fascist boy, jumps into action, but Jai shoots him too and takes him out. Both stunned, both knocked out. It's at this point that Leonis takes control of the ATDP. Um, we get back to Hera and Kanan. Hera starts charging in for an attack, um, and the middle ship kind of gets what's going on here, breaks away, and starts beginning to program a hyperspace jump. So they're about to escape. Um, we get back to Leonis piloting the ATDP and Lothal. Um, they're shutting this blast door um, because they notice that the ATDP is actually firing on other ATDPs. Leonis just takes one out. And so they start shutting the blast door because they realize one of the insurgents is actually in this ATDP. Um, so uh, blast doors are being shut. So they're going to be locked in there unless they figure something out. We get back to Hera in the Ghost. She takes out the Imperial Freighter like moments before the jump. Like they cut into the bridge of this Imperial Freighter. And by the way, like, I don't know. We've mentioned it before, but like you see three officers on the screen when you get this brief scene in the Imperial Freighter as they're programming the jump. They are all blind. <laughs> they are all going with the we're pulling our brim of our hat <laughs> yeah. all the way down half our face. It's impressive. Yeah, they can't see dick. Like, God, they probably would were about to jump into, like, an asteroid field or something because they have no idea what... They can't see anything. They look like Andy Cap. Yeah. <laughs> it's very interesting. It's a it's an, it's an interesting look for them. Um, So, yeah. um, But she takes it out, and there's, like, this kyber crystal when it explodes in space gives a very cool explosion. Yeah, it's, it's like massive. a green Ripley explosion, and it starts, like, as it expands, it's taking out the TIE fighters. Um, So... The one, like, disintegrates. Yeah. It's like Thanos snapped his fingers. Yeah, this shit doesn't fuck around. Um, so uh, the Phantom is running away from it. The Ghost is running away from it. The Phantom docks just as they're about to get overtaken, and they jump into hyperspace. So very daring mission that Hera and Kanan pulled off. There. I love seeing the, like, the s- strategic way that they're using, like, the smaller ship with the bigger ship. Yeah. It's not. It's unlike anything we've seen, like in yeah. Star Wars. Really came in handy there. Yeah, because without it, they would have had dealt with the Tie Fighters yep. the whole time. It wouldn't have been happening. That Phantom Man. Oh, it's a treat. <laughs> um, so yeah, they uh they met. It, it paid off. All this work that Ezra's been put in and paid off. So, um, the ATDP continues to walk for that blast door as it's shutting. Um, doesn't look like they're going to make it in time. Ezra decides to charge in and just jumps on top of the ATDP. And the Commandant Oresco is like, look, Morgan is, he's fighting back against the insurgents. And the- all by himself. <laughs> he's all trying by himself. to take down yeah. the thing. Um, but it gets shot. Was it some stormtroopers that shot or was it another DP? I thought it was another DP. I could be mistaken, though. Either way, the, the one that Leonis is piloting that Ezra has jumped on top of, the legs get taken out and it just crashes onto the floor. But it's kind of serendipitous because it crashes and it stops the blast door from shutting. Yes. Um, it's one of those like weird troop transport tank things that shoots out the yeah. Um So it's nice. Um, so uh, at that point, um, a bunch of stormtroopers charge to the outside of it. And they start Ezra. I don't know. Ezra was looking to be a hero there, but they hold him up for some reason. And so there's a bunch of stormtroopers surrounding the crashed ATDP, Ezra. And then all of a sudden... One gets shot, and you're like, oh. And you see Zeb just, like, laying at the end of a platform on some cargo, just sniping them. Yep. Um, 
So Zeb's taking him out. While they're distracted by Zeb, all of a sudden we see Sabine run in close range and jump in. She jumps in. She kicks one stormtrooper in the chest, and then she turns around, and she executes a stormtrooper (laughs) at point blank range. She shoots the guy in the face. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally like two feet from his face when she pulls the trigger. It's nuts, man. Like just flat out right in the face. What if he shot you in the face? That's a risk we were willing to take. It's wild. Um, but yeah, so Sabine and Zeb clear those stormtroopers out real quick, except for one. There's one that's flanking and yep. running up, and all of a sudden he gets electrocuted to death. It's Chopper! Well, and that's where I... It's, I had, I'm assuming he's dead. I had a question mark, because it looked like a stun like shock. It wasn't like a laser beam. Now, we've seen him shock like Zeb. Let's say Zeb, for example, because Zeb is huge. Yeah. Right? We've seen him shock I Zeb, and Zeb maintains consciousness. I don't think it's a kill. I think it's a stun. Controversy is brewing. I know. The way he falls, Yeah, too. but we've seen Zeb get shocked, and he's still awake after. He doesn't get knocked out. We've seen Ezra get shocked and not get knocked out. Yeah. This guy's out. I don't know. I still think it's a stun. Do we want to count it or not? I say no. Okay. We're not going to count it. Clone Cast Denovas, if you take issue with this, let us know your reasoning for it. Maybe we'll add it to the chopper we will see. Later. We will see some more clear-cut deaths. Okay, this one is... I counted it as a kill in my notes, but I think you do have an argument for it. We'll let the Clone Cast Denovas decide. Clone Cast Denovas, let us know if you think it was a death. Maybe we'll do a poll, and we'll put a, like a picture of it yeah. or something. I don't know. But let us know if you think it's a death or not. I, it's, it's on the fence, I'd say. Uh, but yeah, so either way, Chopper takes out the one flanking trooper, and uh, they have no more resistance for the moment. Um, so they end up cracking open the top of the ATDP and getting Leonis and uh, Jai out of there. Um, so they're like, "All right, let's get the fuck out of here. We gotta go." And Leonis stops and he's like, "Hey, Jai, give me your blaster." And he's like, "Yeah, sure. Why?" And he's like, "Because I'm staying back." Like, it's the only way I'm ever going to find my sister is if I stay back. And they're like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, just go. And so they run off and they get on like a transport and get the hell out of there. I don't know. Is it like a I don't. What did they get on? Like some sort of it's some kind of transport speeder thing, something that they jack from the Imperials. Um, And so as like the commandant, uh, Oresco and Officer Jogan Fruit Guy Grint, as they catch up. He's just taking shots with the blaster as they're escaping. So Leonis is shooting at him, but he's missing. He's going to make a great stormtrooper if he wants it because he's missing everything. <laughs> yeah. But he's purposely missing. Um, and so he's staying back. He's going to, you know, he played the role of a hero. Now, I'm curious about Oleg. Now, it is lucky for him because I think that kind of makes sense as to why he passed it to Jai. Yeah. Because he was never planning on leaving. Right. So that makes sense. Um so, yeah, it'll all play, and he can just kind of say, like, yeah, it was Jai doing all the shooting. I yep. was knocked out cold, too. Yep. So, this this Leonis. Yeah. King Leonidas, the 300. <laughs> the smart cookie. Yeah. He's a smart cookie. Um, But, yeah, so he's taking terrible shots as they escape. Everybody thinks that he's a, a, a hero, and, you know, uh, Jai and Ezra, or Morgan, as they call him, were actually the insurgents. So... Uh, Our last clip of the episode is going to be the Inquisitor shows up and uh, he's speaking with the officers and Leonis. And then 
Uh, we're going to get Jai and Ezra reuniting with the Ghost Crew, and uh, it's it's uh, it's going to bring us to the end that's of the episode. episode. There, that's going to be your episode. So let's take a listen. This is a black mark, Commandant. I do not know this boy, but this one I know. He's showing this a picture of Ezra. This is the Padawan I encountered on Stygian iPad. Prime. That is Morgan. The other was Kel. Cadet Zare Leonis here came very close to stopping the escape. He was part of the traitor's squad and knew them well, or thought so. How admirable. Well, Leonis, let's take a walk, shall we? I want to know everything about your former friends. Jai, we'll take you to your mother, but you'll both have to go into hiding. Yeah, from the Empire, no problem. We'll help with that, too. So how was it, kid? Forgot what it was like to be on my own. You miss it? No grumpy robots, no smelly lasats. It's good to be back. Huh. <laughs> At ease, cadet. Sir, yes, sir. Okay, so that is the episode. Isn't that sweet? It's very sweet. Ezra's starting to feel at home. <laughs> Kanan missed him. You have to point out one thing. What? <laughs> the, uh, what's his name? Commandant uh, Oresco. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how old he is, but this whole being a fascist thing is not aging him well. Like, look at him next to Callus. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a Tim Burton character. <laughs> yeah. He's something out of, like, the Nightmare Before Christmas. He's, like, gaunt and gray. <laughs> So I'm saying it looks like he's unbarring because yeah. he's just so pale and he looks like he's been living in in just darkness forever. Uh, he dude has not seen the sun in ten years. It's absurd. Um, okay, that is our episode. Do we have an IMDb rating on Breaking Ranks? Yes, Breaking Ranks. IMDb is giving it a seven point four. Okay. Um, that's a dip from last week, I think. Yeah. Last week was an eight. Uh, I'm going to give it a seven. Seven. I liked it. Um, it was cool seeing like the behind the scenes of an Imperial base. Um, it's cool space stuff. Yeah, the, the space battle, the ghost, kind of the breaking off. It's like when the Enterprise separates the saucer and fights double. Oh. It's cool. I yeah. liked it. I liked the Phantom and the way they used the Phantom to distract from the fighters so Hera could take her shot. The explosion was cool with the green ripples yep. of the Kyber. Um, man, that's a lot of wasted Kyber. <laughs> um, but I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Very solid episode. What do you got? Uh, I'm going slight dip from last week. Okay. Um, I just didn't enjoy it as much. Still a good episode, but I'm going to go with a 6. A 6? Yeah. Ooh, I think it's the first time I've outranked you. I think so. Yep. But mm. still a good episode. I just, I don't know. There was parts of it where I was just kind of like, all right, let's. Come on, let's. I probably would have gone six, bit. but we did have this. <laughs> that is yeah, true. Oh, petite feet, feminine step. Sounds like a lady when she's walking in the room. You ever heard that song? Uh uh-uh. oh, it's great. Tim and Eric. <laughs> petite feet. <laughs> Sounds like a lady. Hear <laughs> a little steps coming. All right. Um. Okay. So a seven. And a six. Always look on the light side of life. So we just got back from break there. Uh, should we mention that the Press Kenobi tweet quick? 
<laughs> or we, that might be a tweet of the week. <laughs> yeah, we might. So save it. we we famously reference, or I, I do at least a lot online. Mina Till's big naturals, <laughs> the big natties. Now Mina Till's Senator Till's from Moncal. She's a Moncal Amari, um, galactic senator. Um, she got some hooters. Yeah. <laughs> she got some big natties. Yeah. Um, so Depress Kenobi tweeted us. At Clone Cast Pod, there's a canon justification for Mina Till's big naturals. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's a screenshot of Wikipedia, and it says, Rounded breasts were seen among the oviparous female Paluix, Nautilans, Melodies, Isseri, Inelshots, and Chagrians. They were also seen on the aquatic-dwelling female Quarans, Quohogs, and the Iscolonian female Dania Francis. Female Mon Calamari had rounded breasts, <laughs> but the chest structure of the Mon Calamari ma- males differed from that of mammals. There you go. Glad we got that explanation. Uh, so, long story short, Mon Cal women have huge knockers. Hooters. <laughs> yeah. Hooters. Did you ever see? I don't know if it was a real shirt, but it said, like, Hooters remembers 9 11. <laughs> And it had like a cartoon drawing of the Twin Towers and like the Hooters logo. <laughs> I saw it online. I was like, that can't be real. I need it. <laughs> I need it. If it's not real, I don't find it as funny. But if it's real, that is fucking amazing. That is the most American thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. Light side moment of the episode. Light side moment of the episode for me is. <laughs> <laughs> Sabine jumping in, kicking the guy with a roundhouse kick, and then point blank executing a guy, shooting him in the face. Yep. One, she's very agile and effective. Two, she shot him in the face. Yeah. Like, it was pretty badass. Kids, show. Yep. I laughed. Like, Ex- executed. I could make an argument that that could be a dark side moment. Yep. Uh, but I laughed. I was like, what? <laughs> A good guffaw. So I'm going with Sabine the Executor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, for whom the bell tolls when Sabine enters the screen during a fight. <laughs> okay, uh, what's your light side? Um, I could go sentimental and say, like, Ezra's little speech at the end talking about how he likes being part of the group. But I'm instead, I'm going to go with uh, <laughs> when Oresco shocks the kid out of nowhere. <laughs> it made me giggle. There can be no room for weakness. Hits a button. <laughs> kid just shocked, <laughs> yeah. falls literally 100 feet. It was great. Yeah. It was great. That kid is not winning any of the competitions <laughs> no. because I'm pretty sure he's a cripple now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah it's not happening. So, yeah, it's too bad for him. If you only knew the power of the dark side. All righty. Dark side moment of the episode. Um, Huh. Dark side moment of the episode. Um, I am going to go with the tease of the conch. Oh, For conch me, tease. They teased conched me. They showed her, and then they gave me nothing else. We did see inside her office. Very bland. Um, I thought it'd be something more vibrant and exciting. I thought maybe she would have like one of those, um, one of those like four by six frames that rotates pictures. Um, <laughs> maybe a maybe a fern in the corner or something. Yeah. I thought Conch Gal would have a little more going on. It doesn't change my love for her though. Um, she is she is on the fast track to the Paul kill. Um, so I'm going with a dark side. It's not a true dark side, but it's a conch tease. I think the Empire has strict rules about personal effects in offices. Probably. Apparently. Yeah. You will see one amazing exception to that. 
okay. in later on episodes. But yes. Thrawn. I'm guessing it's Thrawn. Possibly. Yeah, it is Thrawn. <laughs> My man likes himself some alien artifacts. <laughs> it's well known. I've read the books. All right. Thrawn likes to collect. Yes, He's a collector. He, yes, he does. We're going to have to integrate Thrawn into Collectible Corner. Yes. Thorian Historian. You got time. <laughs> you might want to think of your next remix. Yeah. Um, Thrawn's collection. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's 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 a not a true dark side, but it's a it's the conch tease. Uh, my dark side I went with as much as I love seeing fascists get disintegrated. Hell yeah! I could not stop thinking about when the Kyber explosion happened, and that Tie Fighter just like broke into bits. <laughs> like what was going on with the pilot inside? <laughs> like, he must have been like, "What the?" <laughs> slowly gets ate alive. Slowly yeah. eaten away. Oh man! <laughs> yeah. Kyber's insane, man. Yeah. You know the crazy things? Think about that. Now just take that on a mass scale hitting a planet. Yes. It's absurd. Yeah. 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 There's a reason why Alderaan's not there anymore. Yeah. They should show that explosion to like the libertarians that want like nothing. We want to run completely on nuclear power. Yeah. Like, yep. <laughs> yeah, it sounds great until some like literally there's like libertarians out there who want to put like nuclear reactors on cars. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> A fender bender turns into Chernobyl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, old Bob got in a fender bender the other day and it turned into the freaking just. Well, if you want to take libertarianism to the max, did you see Tim Pool the other day? Oh, God. Tim Pool came out because someone like posed the question because he's like he's defending the Second Amendment. And someone was like, well, do you think civilians should have nuclear weapons? And he was like, yeah, I do. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) yeah tim pool's a fucking genius i think that cap he wears is a little too tight (laughs) it's cutting off all the circulation to his brain tim it's july (laughs) you can take off the stocking cap why is this guy popping up more now because i mean he's been around but why is he becoming a thing now he's appeals to the chuds now and he's dumb (laughs) is he the new rogan i mean there's always the rogan he's a pseudo intellectual so I, he wants to give he thinks citizens should have access to nuclear he weapons. He thinks that nucle- nuclear weapons are like incorporated into the second me- amendment. What the fuck world does he He's live on? He's an absolutist. He cannot You got to be kidding me. No, that's what he said. Does he have any idea how stupid that would be? I don't think so. How long? Let's say they handed us all a little, like, a, a suitcase nuke. <laughs> like a tactical nuke yeah. that you could arm sure. and detonate. How long would you give it before somebody did something awful? <laughs> <laughs> One just, hour? You're going to see some hillbilly in Arkansas, Arkansas try to blow up a fridge with it <laughs> and just take out the eastern seaboard. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking moron. Yeah. He can't be serious. That's what he said. He's it's got at that point you're reaching. He's you're not, trolling us, he's, right? He's not a smart man. No, I think he's just dumb. And he's like, yeah, that's what that's what the Constitution says. So that I feel like everybody needs that. That's not nuclear arms. That's what he said. Wish we could all get drones too. Yeah, it's all bets are off. God, in Tim Pool's eyes. Imagine the January 6th insurrection if they. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just like 50 chuds all let off their fucking nukes. (laughs) Well, 
There you go. We got rid of the stop the steal movement, yep. I guess. Because <laughs> some fucking idiot was like, <laughs> this will show them. <laughs> Time to move the capital again. Uh, what a dumb world. I know. I can't. There's like, let's see. We have like, a, I don't know, 150 listeners. Regular. Yep. Tim Pool has like, I don't know, 100,000 maybe. It's, yeah. Probably north of there. Dumb world. Dumb, <laughs> dumb world. I'm not saying we deserve more. I'm just saying he deserves none. Yes. <laughs> that is the dumbest shit. You think Tim Pool's playing Edis 2 in the middle of his podcast? I don't think nope. so. I was actually prepping it up again. So, uh, Anyways. Oh, we'll get to it. All right. Thank you. Rex. Oh, yeah. You gotta get it up. It's your Dark Horse of the Week. Jeez. Help me, Dennis Prager. I'm being canceled. All right. I could see Tim Pool going on Adam Carolla's podcast. Oh, absolutely. They're, they're a match made in uh, I would actually be willing to bet he's been on that podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. Dark Horse Hero of the episode. Um, uh, let's see. A lot of, lot of good contenders here. Um, There's only one in my mind. Chopper. No. You're going all star for Chopper, I think. Maybe. I'm going I'm gonna go with Conch Gal. Conch Gal. Conch Gal with the surprise appearance. Petite feet. Yeah. Petite feet. Feminine step. Sounds like a lady when she's walking in the room. Now, honestly, I don't think that can be her polycule song. <laughs> it doesn't fit the vibe of what I usually right. go for. Like yeah. a, a comedy song from an adult swim show. Yeah. I'll play it for her one week. Okay. Maybe next week we'll play her petite feet. Okay. Um, I am going to go with Conch Gal, though. Okay. I'm making an official Conch Gal with the surprise cameo that just made my heart sail. So, yep. who do you got? I'm going with the a- ATDP driver. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing his damnedest. I'm sure that he got a prep course where he was like, all yeah. right, you're going to be training kids. He was amped up. He was ready to go. He was like, all right, kids. No, I'm getting you know excited. What he is? He's the driving instructor. Yeah. He's the guy that's like, all right, you got to get your 15 hours behind the wheel. He's like the, <laughs> he's like the fun gym teacher that like is doing driver's ed yeah. on the side. I hope that he's able to get out of the Imperial ranks and you yeah. know, maybe open a driving school. Maybe this was the wake-up call he needed. Yeah. <laughs> Getting stunned. Yeah. He's like, I always felt impenetrable in here, but now I'm just, I feel so human. Yep. <laughs> he just quits. He just calls it a day. Okay, I like that one. Um, alrighty then. You know, let's do All Star. I'm going to hit the button. Let's let this song roll because right. I'm feeling all right. it. All right, All Star of the episode. Um, I got to go with my man, Kanan Jarrus. Kanan Jarrus. Uh, dis- successfully distracting three TIE fighters so Hera can get a clean shot on the Kyber Freighter. That was impressive. He's got some good flying. Like, Hera's a great pilot. She does that really awesome move where she, the G-Force must have been insane, where she hits it up like Top Gun, you know? Yeah. Um, did you see that movie, Top Gun? No, not yet. I hear good things. I'm not seeing it. Okay. I could care less about that propaganda. I don't care. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I never was a big Top I'll Gun I'll see it. Guy. I don't give a shit, but. I'm not going to see it in theaters. Okay. I'll see it if it's, like, unscrolling and bored. Sure. Um, 
Did you ever get into big? Did you get into Top Gun the first one? When I was a kid, I saw it, but yeah. I was never like. No, like, it didn't. It didn't impact me. Yeah, like it did some people. I saw it. and I was like, yeah, okay, I get it. That's that's cool. cool. Yeah. Val Kilmer, he's cool. Yeah, <laughs> I guess you know. I like Batman. <laughs> yeah, he became Batman. That was yeah. exciting. Val Kilmer did have a cool look to him. Yeah, like that guy's a badass. The biggest thing I took away from Top Gun is how awesome Kenny Loggins is. So that should t- that should show you the effect it had on you. I don't know. For every danger zone, there's a Footloose, and yeah, I, he's a very oh, conflicted but, artist for but me. But also playing with the boys. <laughs> that song. That's the one. Did he do the whole soundtrack? Yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> Oh, Log. Uh, Danny's song's good. That, that, That's Loggins of Messina. That volleyball scene turned a lot of confused young boys into clear-thinking young men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was very horny. <laughs> yes. It's a very horny movie. Yeah. It's uh, a lot of, like, uh, homoeroticism in that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's putting I, it lightly. Yeah. All right. Interesting And a stuff. young Meg Ryan. Yeah. She is a underrated mix. Yeah. Ooh, Meg Ryan. Have you seen You've Got Mail? Yeah, of course. Oh, it's a, it's be- a great movie. The end is beautiful. When Harry Met Sally, I watch it every New Year's Eve. Oh, I really? love that movie. Okay. I nice. love Meg Ryan. You know who she's married to. I should know this. Oh, is Antonio Banderas? Nope. Oh, he's married to no, Meg that's... Griffin. Oh, yeah. Meg yep, Griffin. Yep, yep. Meg... And they have Dakota Johnson. Is that their daughter? No, Dakota Johnson's... Uh, Meg uh... Griffin's daughter, but she's with somebody else. The guy from Miami Vice. Uh, Don Johnson? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, who's uh, Meg Ryan married to? The Cougar. Oh. John Cougar Mellencamp. Mellencamp? <laughs> yeah. Low-key. Poor man's Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> but he's low-key got some good politics. Yes. He goes to, like, farmer conferences. Blood on the scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know the funny thing about John Cougar Mellencamp? I think I can't remember who went and saw him. One of my friends, and they're like, "This was like I don't know, maybe ten years ago," but they're like, "Yeah, he smoked a pack of cigarettes on stage." <laughs> <laughs> He's like sixty-five, just plowing down heaters. Those three, I, like I put them in the same category, but they're so different. It's Bruce Springsteen, John Mellencamp, and Bob Seger. Like, they all kind of fit in the same kind of mold, yeah. but are very different from each other. Yeah, they're like Venn diagram overlaps. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. But, like, actual good music, the only one touching it is Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Um, who is your all-star? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's Chopper. 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 Okay. Yeah, Chopper. With the paint dress, he shocked the guy. Yeah, paint it black. He took out an AD, ATDP all by yeah. himself. One of my low energy ideas was I have an astromech. I want to paint it black. <laughs> but I'm not I'm not making I'm not gonna make that. Yeah. It's too much effort for that. Um Okay. Uh what else we got here? Oh yeah. I beg your pardon, but what do you mean? <laughs> my, my parts are showing. My goodness. <laughs> All righty then. Good hood. We're only on Lothal again. Um, I'm concerned. I'm concerned. I don't understand how they are not have like the largest bounty in the galaxy on their heads at this point. How did they not recognize Ezra? He's like, oh, that's that kid that stole a bike a few weeks ago, was running away. Yeah. 
He didn't change his appearance at all. No. Um. Okay. But Good Hood, who was looking hot? Um. Okay. I am going to go ahead and give it to. Fuck. I got to give it to Chopper. The painted uh, black stuff was cool. He had a, that cool, you know, that cool layer of black paint. Yep. It's very, it, like, when you look at it up close, though, it's very not that well done. I went with Chopper, too. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> like, they made a point, they animated it to look like they just spray-painted him. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, official or glossy. And then by the time he gets to Sabine and uh, Zeb, he's, like, already faded. Yeah. Like, the black is, like, faded kind of a Yeah, light. it's like they dipped him in some sort of slick or something that yeah. eventually just, like dripped off him or something well, like he's it's like carrying a trail behind him it's like they went to sabine and they're like hey sabine and all that spray paint you got any black like get to town i almost feel like if you got chopper in the compound like what do you need ever in there for? <laughs> I know. like you got an astromech Have in the it. compound yep. go get anything <laughs> i mean he could steal that decoder and like the fucking he could literally steal like the coke machine <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. chopper can do it all um, so double chop. Uh, shout out to Conchgale, obviously, looking great in her Dark Horse appearance. Um, She's a looker. Yeah, she is a looker. Um, and, yeah, just what a conch tease. Um, and also, I do want to give a shout out to Leonis for having the cool, he had the cool yellow helmet. Yeah. I yep. like the yellow helmet. Each of the cadets had, like, a unique color yep. on their helmets, and Leonis had the top. So, and apparently there is, I don't know which came first, but there is a young adult novel um, by, did you ever read anything by, I'm trying to pull up his name now. Jason Fry. Yes. Uh, I have, and I just know that he does a lot of the young adult stuff. Okay. That was a shot in the dark, and I got it. So did you read the book that has Leonis in it? No, I'll have to check that out. Uh, I'm pulling it up right now. Where'd it go? Um, oh, damn it, I just had it. But yeah, he did like a whole like young adult novel series with Leonis and like the other like younglings in this group. Yeah. Like cadets. Okay. The one I read by him was the uh, the novelization, the young adult or junior reader basically of Maul's Shadow Collective, that arc. Oh, that's right. With the uh, Siege of Man, not Siege of Mandalore, the... Uh, uh, the Mandalore Civil War or whatever that took place. Yeah. Uh, when Sabine. Yep. Uh, not with Sabine. Sateen. I, I got it. Rebel in the ranks. Okay. Cool. I'll have to look that up. Give that an order on Amazon. Probably five bucks. Read that bad boy. But yeah, um, apparently that goes into a lot more with like Jai and and Leonis and stuff. Sure. Maybe so. we'll see Jai and Leonis. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's possible. Maybe. Maybe we'll see Leonis' sister that's went missing. Maybe. Probably going to be an Inquisitor. I don't know. Um, oh, and one other thing. Shout out to uh, Good Hood. Shout out to Callus. Uh, they zoom in on his face, and the man has tons of freckles. <laughs> yeah. He's yep. a freckly boy. Yep. Now, one thing when they zoom in close, like, they look almost like Muppets. I know. They I have, like, a certain fabric to yeah. them. It looks it looks like some cotton it or something. It looks really cool. It is cool. Like, and I noticed it, like, the fingers, too. Like, yep. it looks like they look like stuffed animals. Yeah. Like, highly detailed stuffed yep. animals. It's interesting. I really like the animation. Yeah, it is cool. Um, okay, so that is your good hood. Chopper really taking the cake there. Uh, let's see. We don't actually... So we're, 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 uh, we're in unison on this. We are not going to go with any chopper kills, so we don't need nope. to do the chopper counter. Okay. The Clone Cast presents... Power Rankings. Talk to me. I like you. 
your power ranking. Um, I was thinking about the power rankings this week. And is it redundant to the All-Star? I think so. So I think <laughs> I really think so. I think maybe we get rid of All-Star and we go with power rankings from now on. All right. I think power rankings are more unique. Yeah. It's more fun. We have our dark horse. And obviously, I mean, listening back to these episodes, like, the All-Star does not always correlate with our power rankings. Yeah. But I don't know what the difference is. It's just kind of like... On a whim, we're like, let's give it to this guy. Well, I'm going to give it to Chopper every single episode. Okay, so, so <laughs> Chopper's your number one? No, 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 no. Oh, for okay. All-Star, I was okay. saying. Okay, my number one for the week. So how we do this is first place gets three, second place gets two, third place gets one. So our current rankings are Harris in first place with 16 points, Chopper's in second, tied with Ezra at 12. Uh, all the way back is Kanan at six, Callus at four, thanks to Adam. Uh, Hot Conch Gal has two points. Sabine has one. Zeb is at negative six. And uh, also, shout out to Aqualush Bull, who has one point. <laughs> um, I list him last because I don't think we're seeing him again. I don't think so. But he will forever be in the positive. He's ahead of Zeb. His dried brains are <laughs> yeah. on a rock. <laughs> somewhere. He's dead. We gotta leave him. <laughs> he's just balls deep in that lady. Ten minutes later, he's dead on a rock. The greatest moment in podcast history. <laughs> all right, so power rankings. Maybe we'll abandon All Star and we'll just go with power rankings. But if you're going to give it to Chopper every week, then you're going to fuck with the power yeah, rankings. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we keep them both, and they're redundant. But we no, do no, them no, both. no. I'm saying I, like every All Star, I'm giving to Chopper. Okay, every episode that he's in. All right, maybe we'll just. Uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. But okay, so. Uh, who are you giving your number one all or power ranking? To? I'll give it. I'll give it to Ezra. Ezra he was showing a lot of uh, growth. Yeah. this episode that'll make two of us. Ezra's getting a big six points, and that put him in first place. Yeah, uh, but second place. I'm going Hera. I'm going Hera. Those piloting skills get the fuck out of here. When she pulls up and she does a yeah, yeah. that move. So we're both the same yep. so far. All right, now this is an animating her, like concentrating yeah. as she's piloting. Oh, yep. that's great. Hera's back in first. Yeah. Um, okay, third place for me, giving it to Conch Gal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving her a point. She showed up. She stole my heart for five seconds and she walked right out of my life. Yep. I'm giving it to Hot Conch Gal. And I have to give one to Sabine. All right. <laughs> for that execution? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it, Sabine would have been my third if Hot Conch Gal yep. did not make the cameo. So. Updated rankings. They didn't change, really, but we did break the tie between Ezra and yep. Chopper. So Hera is in first place at 20. Ezra is nipping at her heels with 18. Chopper is in a solid third at 12. Kanan is at six. My all-star didn't get any points. See, this, the segments make no sense. I, know, I, know, I, know. <laughs> I don't care. Callus has four. Hot Conch Gal nipping at his heels at three. I have a feeling Hot Conch Gal is going to be flirting with the top three at some point. Sabine is at two. Zeb is still at a strong negative six. And, of course, how can we ever forget Aqualush Bull at one point? Yep. One point, Aqualush Bull. Um, maybe we'll give him a trophy sometime. Uh, do we, we, we do have a who are you. Oh, we do. Okay. Um, that was unexpected. And you may have multiple chances for this one, so I may not reveal it this episode. But Wait a second. Multiple chances? I'm guessing it's one of the Commandant, probably. Could be. Uh, I have to find it, though. Um, I don't have that one loaded up. Where is it? You could just insert it in here afterwards, but that's whatever you want to do. That's a lot of work. <laughs> they gotta, we gotta, we gotta do this so they can hear how the bread is the, the bread is buttered. Here we go. 
Yep. Yatta! Yatta! Okay, so Who Are You is where we guess the name of the voice actor or a role that they're famous for if we don't know their name. Uh, last week, we switched it up, and Adam had to guess it. Yeah, um, that was Did fun. not get it, but it's a character that we'll revisit, and Adam will have to guess. Uh, but normally, it's me guessing, and this all started with Palpatine and uh, Ian Abercrombie, famous yep. for Seinfeld, Mr. was Pitt. the original voice of Palpatine. That's why you hear his laugh there. So uh, I get a few guesses and then uh, you know a few uh, hints, that sort of thing, and then I guess, and we'll see. Uh, so I'll do, I get three hints, and then we'll do a guess. And you say this person is probably showing back yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, are they famous? This is always the first guess. Is there? Are they in anything else Star Wars? Um, Not anything that is really, like, not a major property. So, no. Not a major property. Yeah. What do you consider a major property? Like a, a, a high-end video game release? Is that a major property? I think they do some voice work for, like, Galaxy of Adventures as, like, a narrator of sorts. Okay. So those so are, like, like those cartoon like, shorts? I think so. Okay. Um, are they famous for voice acting or acting acting? When they were younger, acting acting, but looking at their IMDb, I think they've, like transition yeah oh the character by the way that you're guessing i don't know if i mentioned it's uh jai kel jai kel so beaver boy beaver boy okay uh were they in a tgif show no on abc no okay well there goes will friedel (laughs) um from party of five scott wolf (laughs) (laughs) no i'll give you a begin so there is a very 90s movie that this person was an actor in. A very 90s movie? A, a, a movie that came out in the 90s that's associated with the 90s. Is it action-adventure? Somewhat. Is it Jason David Frank? No. Uh, um, hmm. Is it Three Ninjas, High Noon at Mega Mountain? No. Okay. <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't know. Should we just save it till next time, or should I just reveal it? Just reveal it. I, this one isn't that exciting, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> this not, sounds really boring. Really. Who is it? All right. The movie has Robin Williams in it. Okay. Mrs. Doubtfire? Nope. Action adventure. Um, Robin was... Oh, Hook. It is Hook. Is it Rufio? Yes! <laughs> yes, it is! Rufio! Dante Basco. Isn't he like 30 by now? Why is he playing a 10-year-old, 12-year-old kid? No idea. Rufio! Rufio! He was the OP guy in the Lost Boys, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, until Robin Williams imagined all that food, and then that kind of dethroned <laughs> yeah. him. Robin Williams had the power supreme. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, he's Peter Pan <laughs> <laughs> in Hook. Dustin Hoffman plays a hell of a Hook. Yeah. Yeah. Dustin Hoffman needs to bring that roll back. Bangarang. <laughs> <laughs> now, Dustin Hoffman and Hook, he wore heels. Yeah. Yep. Um, as uh, pirate captains. I would do well in pirate captain era. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be wearing heels all the time. Glenn Close also in drag in that as, like, a man. Really? Yeah. Oh. Or in drag or cross-dresses as a man. Okay. And plays, like, a pirate man in that movie. Man, she can do it all. Yeah, she can. Glenn Close is a hell of an actress. Okay, all right. Well, that's uh, very excited to hear from... Glad Rufio's getting work. Yes. 
Um, Dante Bascu. Dante Bascu. We might see him again. Maybe. Uh, probably. I don't know. I, I have a feeling that Jai has some uh, some character development that they could look into. Yeah. He's apparently Force-sensitive, so right there on its face. Well, we don't know if he's Force-sensitive. It's suspected. Yeah. Suspected Force-sensitivity. Okay, Adam. Well, I think that's all we got. So next episode, if you have any predictions, next episode is titled Out of Darkness. Out of Darkness. Where do you think we're going? I think a Jedi is going to come out of hiding and introduce themselves to the Rebels. Okay. That's my guess. We're going to find out. All right, Adam, where can listeners reach us? Send us an email. We're at clonecastpod at gmail.com. Chibata. You can reach us at Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at clonecastpod. Yeah. Reach out if you want to join the Discord. We're talking a lot of Kenobi spoilers in there. Yes. Um, also, we're thinking of starting YouTube and various things. So if you have any advice on uh, video recording, what kind of... Uh, uh, tech to use what you want to see what you would want to see from us because I don't know there's plenty of channels that are like oh let's talk about the shoelaces Tarkin used you know like <laughs> we're not going to be doing that um, so reach out to us clonecastpod at gmail.com with any suggestions also Eurovision we want Eurovision we want songs those and if you're American send us the bad music too I'm just kidding there's a lot of great American pop music anyways but send us some songs as always thank all of the Clone Castanovas, I love you so much. Thank I love you, you. Thank you for your support. Yeah. Uh, remember to review, recommend to a friend. Yeah, we, five star reviews rock. We love you all. We're still trying to filter out that one one star that that person <laughs> gave us. If we get enough five stars, it, it it's still there, but it'll show five yeah, again. Yeah. So we will. Apparently, see someone doesn't like socialized healthcare. Is my guess. So we will see you next time for Out of Darkness. Until then. Uh, may the bangerang be with you. <laughs>